All right then. All righty then, mates. Let's get into the shit. Hey, how you fucking blokes doing? <laughs> Tying one off right nice there. <laughs> Don't want to get stuck out there in the hey, bush, do you? Hey, see if you can get this to work for me? Is this a pal tape? Ergonomics. Yeah, dude, this is a pal tape. Um, you tried to play this in a region-free VCR yet? Yeah. And it didn't work? No. Tell our listeners and your pal Greg what you guys are looking at. I am looking at Rock and Roll Machine Gun Bimbos, part one. Oh. I don't know if there's a part two. The best in the trilogy. <laughs> but it, it looks like the pictures on the back look like the movies they watch in Jackie Brown. Oh, sweet. Check it out. Let me take a look. So a guy that I got that from sent it as a bonus to a women of 1984 uh, calendar where they're all dressed in camouflage and holding machine guns. Oh, nice. Yeah. How's the calendar on video? <laughs> I can't, not, not a video. You want to know what day it is, yeah. you got to put the video in. You have to, yeah. It is now July 5th. Yep, and then it holds that for three seconds, and then you have to stop it. <laughs> yeah. It probably is gold. But you, you say you have a region-free VCR, and it'll play... It'll play other region-free tapes, I have, but yeah, not that. I have one. I plugged it in. It's been, I don't know. I need to clean mine. Maybe a month ago now, but uh, yeah, I couldn't get it to fucking play. Mine does this thing where sometimes it likes me to actually, oh, I'm not, I'm gonna, I just realized I'm going to need my phone. I have a couple audio clips. Oh, yes. Is one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is one of them. <laughs> I definitely just started calling that dude Giggle. The fucking sound that he makes when he giggles is the exact same sound that Peter Jackson makes when he uses his faux machine gun in Bad Taste. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Laugh bullets. Did you dig in to see if there's any, like, connective tissue to that? <laughs> They're or? not. They just, okay. <laughs> they just sound the exact same. Uh, yeah. One second. I have to confirm a dinner arrangement here. Uh, sounds good. Mmm. What's that dinner arrangement? Ohana Steakhouse next uh, the oh, Tuesday the twelfth. Delicious. Haven't eaten there in a few years. You you and I think the, the kids are ready. We're actually oh. going to take. So my dad's coming into town. Oh, going to be shout out Papa Phillips. All the kids, big listener, big fan. And then my brother and all his kids. So it's going to be the full table. What's the over under on how many times Nate yells, "Hands off the table! Mm. <laughs> Get out of my ginger sauce!" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about the yum yum sauce, dude. Oh yeah. Oh. It's, the the mustard one? The yum yum it's like it's like like it's like it's weird oranges color. You're so crazy. How close is the, the flat top to your seats? I don't remember. I haven't been there in a long time. You wanna go? Well, you wanna go the same day they go and we'll get a yeah. separate just sit by ourselves? The room and just eyeball <laughs> yeah. it. We'll just sit across from the table. How many people are at a table? It's probably like, about this 15? much before the heated part. <laughs> okay. And then it's way hotter in the middle. Well, they always go. seat you as strangers though, if there's yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah, we if can go. There is one <laughs> can spot, we be the strangers you at your table? <laughs> yeah. yeah, please. If there's room, I really don't think there will. My brother has two kids, so we've got. They can. They can so tell your brother Ryan, you can't bring the kids because we're coming. Ryan, <laughs> yeah. Cheryl, Charlie, Kate, my dad, Emily, myself, uh, Lucy, Nora, Freddie. That's ten people. That, there can't be more than ten chairs. Can you call? Just call them real fast. So I couldn't ask. Yes. How many people can you see? <laughs> Yeah, I was just wondering, how many people can sit at one table? We can sit ten at one table. Awesome. Gracias. I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
You don't be sorry. are sorry. So we can literally fill a table to capacity. All right. Well, if two of your family members get sick, hit us up. We're on the <laughs> yeah. reserve. We're on the bench. Yeah. Or if one gets sick, maybe you guys can show up in a long trench coat. Oh, like the Muppet spot. Man. Yeah. And he can, like, Greg can feed Hogan through the zipper. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have to be the dick? Because <laughs> I think you have, str- you have stronger shoulders. I think. Yeah. You, you definitely hold. had no back issues right. a couple years ago. Yeah. Who's this 12-foot tall oh, man? Oh, dude. <laughs> Welcome to the Fright Zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about the 1984 Australian Ozploitation killer hog movie, Razorback. It's the story of an impossibly large wild boar terrorizing the outback and three individuals' efforts to stop it. Hey, oh. how you, how you guys been? <laughs> How's been it been good? going? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> I thought the feeding the dick was a good segue into saying the thing. No, I was just curious. <laughs> I forgot to ask when I got here. Sorry. <laughs> been good. well. Hey, do you want to play the trailer for this again, Nate? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. You going to play it now? <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck yeah, that wide. Uh, I love last time it was just so much screaming than the end. You're like, well, that had more yelling than I was expecting. But <laughs> yeah, this, this one still has some squeals and such. But yeah. The agency greenlighted the Australia special today. Well, on the kangaroo slaughter. And they're insisting that I go. Last year, more than 800,000 kangaroos and wallabies were slaughtered in this district alone. They were summarily gutted and quartered and dumped at the Pet Pack Cannery eight miles west of here to become dog excretia on the sidewalks of Sydney, Hong Kong, and New York.
That'll do. Nate, I love I love I love this this is Nate's idea to start playing the trailers. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that one was <laughs> a lot longer again than I expected. So, but it just really sets the mood for our listeners, though, you know? Without any visuals, I think that that trailer does not do a lot. <laughs> but it does have the two dialogue sequences that I recorded, which oh. I didn't realize. Well, we can play them again later. Yeah, where they, they rule. actually happen. <laughs> for context. Oh, man. I mean, in case they didn't understand, I can read this first paragraph from the you back should. of the I think it helps. For the back of the day. Excuse me. So... He's no cute koala bear munching eucalyptus leaves. <laughs> He's snorting, fiercely fanged, rhino-sized denizen of the Australian outback who will turn you into a grizzly blood feast faster than the time it takes you to whip up a BLT. <laughs> I don't know who they had right in the back of this box. Uh, and great. now he brings his voracious rampage of horror to the home video scene. That sounds like the copy like on like the bio cards in the back of Ninja Turtle action yeah. figures. You know? It's fun, yeah. It's like it's silly. <laughs> There's a lot the, of big words in that, and the movie isn't silly. <laughs> the movie's not silly. Well, you know, of I mean, course it is. It's it a is. killer bore. This, yeah. Not to you know, spoiler alert. Razorbacks. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard in the trailer? Razorbacks. There are not. I uh, feel like I heard more birds. <laughs> yeah, and I think those were monkeys. Killer maybe? bird movie. Among- <laughs> I don't see bird- any monkeys running around the dusty deserts of the outback in this movie. I just assume there were birds like riding monkeys or the other way around. <laughs> that's, that's how it works in Australia, I think. Uh, this is directed by Russell Mulche. Am I saying that right? McKay. Mulcahy. Oh. Or Mulcahy? Russell Mulcahy? McKay. Mulcahy. Yeah. Ru- <laughs> if it was he at the Russell end, McKay. it Russell McKay. <laughs> um... <laughs> He had his start in music videos with uh, some videos from artists like Elton John, Queen, ACDC, and Duran Duran. And Fleetwood Mac. Ooh. There's some other ones. And uh, But he's best known for directing Highlander. Um, Which, if you have not seen, once again, not to give you some obvious like basic bitch recommendations, but Highlander is amazing. There can only be one. You like Sean Connery? Oh, man. <laughs> you like that? I nailed it. <laughs> Did you mention The Shadow? <laughs> Oh yeah, and he also uh, did the Shadow, the '90s one of Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's written by Everett DeRoche. Uh, is that am I saying that wrong too? It's written by, but it's based on a book by Peter Brennan. I think it's DeRoche. <laughs> so, so that'd be like a screenplay based on this book. Yes, the '92 novel by Peter Brennan. But uh, Everett, um, uh, he has a handful of credits, and the one that popped out to me when I was looking through. Uh, and we've talked about on this podcast a little bit before. He wrote Rogue Games with Stacey Keach and uh, Scream Queen Jamie Lee. I feel like we talked that about we have. at some point. We talked about it because there's a, the movie that had the alarm in it. There's a scene in Bat- Road Games the where brain. there's just like a, huh, <laughs> for like 10 minutes. That just doesn't go away. And there's a cinematographer that has some notable shit, Dean Semler. Dude, yeah. Uh, I mean, you get him? Yes. I mean, once the, as soon as the movie starts, it's really obvious that like like when when you're like when you're just saying how like the movie's not goofy or I don't know if the verbiage is Jesse is a second ago like like it's like silly but it's, it's not but it, you know yeah I feel like if his cinematography wasn't in this movie it would seem way sillier For like sure. the movie the the story the acting everything that's happening is. 
pretty like B movie mystery science theater to me. But the cinematography in this film is so good. It looks like a million bucks. Yeah, the lighting and the it's, it's like it's the angles. Yeah, and everything. it's just beautiful to look at the color palette and stuff. And it like it elevates this goofy, you know, killer animal movie to a different level for sure. Because Dean worked on such hit films as. Oh well, he is a uh, an Academy Award winner uh, yeah. for his work on Dances with Wolves. Um, he got uh, he got this film based off of his work on The Road Warrior, Mad Max yeah. Part Two. Uh, he has a long list of work, including Beyond the Thunderdome, Mad Max Three, uh, Young Guns, City Slickers, Last Action Heroes. But he also has some duds like the Super Mario Brothers movies. You think that's a dud? What did, uh, or did you watch the movie? Yeah, did you? <laughs> so I don't think that that movie's good as a Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, but if you just kind of like forget that. And look at it like a weird post-apocalyptic sci-fi movie about Fever dinosaur dream. people that like evolved underground in a secret interdimensional time warp. Then it's a perfect film. <laughs> Dennis Hopper's pretty great in that movie. Dennis yeah. Hopper is even in bad shit. He's great. He shows up. He's uh, not like pulling half weight. It's. I mean, I I remember going to that movie and like just being like, "This is a Mario Brothers movie." Like I don't know. <laughs> so Dean didn't work on the original Mad Max. I thought he did. I didn't think so. Did he? I might missed it. I mean, I saw Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. He might have done the original Mad Max. It's okay. It might have said Mad Max the Road Warrior. Should we something. confirm real fast as long as we're here? Did, you got that shit up? I have. Well, if you don't consider shit. Super Mario Brothers a dud, surely we can both agree that Paul Mar Paul Blart Mall Cop yeah, Part Two is a dud. dud. Yeah, <laughs> the first one maybe. <laughs> but the uh, what was the other one you just mentioned? Last Action Hero. I watched that with Emily. So good. Uh, just a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, and she hadn't seen it. It's so, and good. she's been enjoying Arnold recently, which nice. she didn't. She always nice. was like, uh, you know, He's he just great. seems like this big dumb guy. And then I can't remember what I played her, but like within the last couple of weeks, we watched Predator. We're gonna watch Commando soon. Yes, Johnny watched Commando last week. Um, and some of these movies that like maybe she even we saw once, and dis also. she might have dismissed some of them. Yeah, a lot of people miss Last Action Hero. I mean, this is fault the T2. It's because it came out a week before Jurassic Park. It just got fucking slaughtered at the box yeah. office. I, I think you that movie's pretty brilliant. can't with Michael Crichton, dude. <laughs> Mad Max 2? Yeah, that's the Road Warrior. Okay, so what I read might have said something like Mad Max Road Warrior. I thought and it's, I read it's it good we confirmed. Mad Max, comma, Road Warrior. Because if he did, I'd want to have that in there. But, uh, no, dude, Last Action Hero is great because it's like, well, one, you got that banging script by Shane Black. Two, directed by McTiernan. You know, he's done plenty of, I mean, Predator, Die Hard, great action movies. Original songs by ACDC. <laughs> yeah. The cool, like, false eyeball thing with all the, like, kind of, like, 007 the villain. Yeah. villain stuff. Cool. I think your mic stand's falling over, mate. My name's not Nate. I said mate. Oh, I thought you called him Nate. Are you saying mate because this was filmed in the Yeah, attic? I was trying to keep some Aussie shit. Oh. <clears throat> I think you tight jig like that. Be falling right. Here. Set this on, on the foot. Do it. Alright. Just okay. Sorry about that. Oh shit. Um, no, but I like that last action was like you know, it's like it's kind of this brilliant satire of the action genre. And it's made when Arnold's still kind of in his prime. It's really clever. It's it's meta kind before of that was prime. Yeah, because still... what comes right after no, that? Uh, Junior? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of his prime. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he, he did, he, did he do Junior before True Lies? True I've, Lies is great. True Lies is great. Kindergarten yeah. Cop's great. Like, I think True Lies was, at, was like 95. But like the part in 90. Last Action Hero when he realizes that like he's fake and he does yeah. like a very dramatic performance. It's great. It's like, whoa, like 
where was like this was it's always been there. Yeah. I think juniors were jumps given... the ship. Yeah. My body see, my choice. Um but no, I just love last action. I think it's it's awesome. That's a movie that I think has definitely found an audience with time. Like it keeps like more yeah. and more people keep kinda of coming around to be like, this is awesome. Yeah, Junior's right after True Lies. Yeah. And Last Action Heroes two years before that. So True Lies is it was his follow up to One year. Last Action. So Last Action Hero, uh True Lies, then Junior. I'd like to think then Eraser. Junior, then Eraser, then Jingle All the Way. Your luggage. I did like that one where he fights the, the, the devil. Uh, end of days. End of days. That's good. That's later though. Yeah. I, That's. Uh, I like to think with Junior though that like maybe he didn't read the script. He's just like, oh, it's like ten million bucks or something or whatever it was, and he's like, wait, I got to do what now? He just like, jumped to the opportunity to work with Devito again. That's yeah. all it was. Makes him look huge. <clears throat> yeah. Everyone <laughs> does, but Devito more than most. Um, what we got here is the. Uh, oh, hey, when did you guys first see this? Razorback was a tape that I, I it was one definitely one I waited to find to see. It was not out on any other format when I found it. A year I couldn't tell you. Some something like fifteen years ago or something. And uh yeah, I just I expected kind of a campy food of the godsy yeah. like you said MST three K type, just a like a monster movie. I think most killer animal movies tend to be kind of yeah. cheesy. It's hard you know? to pull off and make it Besides feel like, like there's any sort of dread to be had. Yeah. Where, where I think this one succeeds. Like, yeah. it does make you like, oh shit, like, you'd be stuck out in the middle of nowhere and that thing's out there. Oh, yeah. It might as well be a dinosaur. You can count me out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> count me out. But yeah, the, uh, the first time I saw it, I just, I watched it alone on VHS. In the middle of the outback. Probably in the early evening, stone cold sober, based on the time period. And yeah, just kind of really, really liked it. And I liked it so much, I said I'd watch it again, and I did not rewatch it in that entire time before now, which is silly. But when you buy movies the way that we do, it's hard to go back and revisit something, even if you enjoyed it, because, I, you know, like... I went out to a Salvation Army the other day. I got like eight movies now that I need to watch on top of the other 15 yep. I already had and the other five. And <laughs> It's a curse being a collector. But, you know, I'll watch them all eventually. And now I'll probably revisit this one within the year. Yeah. Like, now that I've reestablished that I did really enjoy it and like the You're, feel of it. You can confirm, still dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes what you need, you're like, okay. Right. There's some things you see again, you're like, oh, just... Like, like I'm that. probably not going to eat any like loose meat sandwiches while I eat it or anything, <laughs> but really still good. What about you, Hogan? Um, I don't know when it was before. It was sometime within when I bought the barbershop. Somebody brought it in and gave it to oh, us. Oh, cool. So it's been on the shelf. So we've watched it several times in the shop nice. since then. Uh, I saw it back in the day once. I couldn't tell you if it was something that was on TV or if it was a rental, but I know I'd seen it before. In my mind, I think I remembered it being gnarlier than it is. Um, but, yeah, I, same thing. I watched it way back in the day and hadn't seen it. I feel like there has out. to be a, like a Tammy and the T-Rex gore cut of this. There are some deleted scenes on the Blu-ray of gore. Did you watch them? They, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Um, but they're like way, the, you can tell the source is real nasty. So yeah. I more of those things kind of like 
the later Friday the 13th films were the reason we don't have uncut versions is because like the negative or the original film's gone. They didn't they want said, to like, VHS, it in. They, yeah, they said like VHS dumps from dailies and then the film got destroyed after the fact. So, yeah. you know, if you restored it, it's also be like, why does this like two seconds look like trash? Because in 1984, like they didn't think about what Blu-ray could yeah. do. Or, or that Razorback was going to have people clamoring <laughs> yeah. for it. You yeah. know? People are going to really want to see it with an extra five seconds someday. We better keep that shit in the vault. They were just trying to make a quick book. Before I close out of it, did either of you guys see this? Uh-uh. The Last Stand? Looks uh, promising. So you want to talk about Arnold? So It was I, surprisingly decent. I, I, I really I got enjoyed that it. in the mail yesterday. Really? really? It's upstairs. We could watch it after this. It's good. It was his comeback movie. I wasn't saying you were talking about Arnold. Like, I don't know if you've seen as many of like his, like his like, post-governor movies. There's some fun to be at. I like Joe and I watched Sabotage last week. Have you seen that one? Only thing I would have seen would be Expendables. Man, you, yeah, we should watch some of these. And I, I got taken to the theater to see it. Or whatever. Uh, it's inter- like him and Knoxville play off of each other incredibly Knoxville's well. Is that as the much, other character? Yeah. Johnny yeah. Knoxville? He's not as much as I had hoped. The, ever, the marketing made you think he's going to be a little more than he is, but that movie is great. Um, Sabotage is great. Sabotage is like. Which one's that? Sabotage is like a, and then there were none, but it's like so it's like, but it's adapted into the thing with like you know. Let me uh, see the poster on that. Yeah, you can tell he's a little hunchy, getting a little older. Last stand, though, is he's supposed. To, <laughs> Last stand's great because it's first movie after came out from being governor, and there's lots of jokes like I'm getting too old for this. Really? And stuff, you know. <laughs> but it's like he's a small town sheriff, and his name is Ray Owens. Which I always love. That's so always like you know, John. You know, I'm Chef Ray Owens. Yeah, and, he, and he's like an ex CIA FBI guy or some shit. And now he's the sheriff in this podunk town, like on the border. And it just so happens, like these like drug lord cartel guys break out of FBI custody and are making a run for the border. And they're gonna come right through Ray Owens town. Uh oh. They you don't, don't want to come through Ray Owens. They town. don't know who they're about to <laughs> step into. So he starts with him, just like you know. I heard that Ray Owens. Yeah. He's hard to deal with. I mean, he used to be a Hercules in New York. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Hercules. Uh, yeah. It's just as cheesy as you'd think it is, but it's like also like if you're fun. having just fun watching his arm movies, same kind of thing. It's just fun to see Arnold doing shit. I like like fun mid two thousands is probably when it is right. Yeah, action movies if they're like just goofy. I don't like it when it's just poor but if you throw like, arnold schwarzenegger Seagal's in the mix movies around that time are very unwatchable but let's be real Seagal's never <laughs> around, that time, wolf. around that time that he starts to grow a beard to hide his jowls oh yeah. dude but even really when Seagal bad. was great he was still no arnold that's true but I mean, arnold at his worst is still arnold for you know? for myself i would say the first like five Seagal movies are on the same shelf with the first eight arnold movies 100 percent like those are similar teams as far as I can't like tell you how many hundreds of, of times I've watched Mark for Death. Yeah, Hard to Kill as a kid, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Yeah, a hundred <laughs> times. Oh yeah. I, the other like Above the Law, Out for Justice, Mark for Death. Those are like more recent. Like, oh damn, I really do love these. I watched them back then, but I always thought Hard to Kill had the better story with the coma. And acupuncture, and you can take and that then he actually to got, the bank. He actually got married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, he actually got married to the female lead in that. Isn't that the chick from Weird uh, Science? Weird Science. Yeah. 
What's her name? Kelly LeBron. Yeah. The one you can summon by just putting bras on your head and like pouring pee on a computer or whatever yep. it is they do. Let's put bras on our head and do all that shit while we watch Last Stand after this movie. Cool. Whose computer are we yeah. going to pee on? And maybe we'll get like a weird Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Before we it's jump into Arnold this. Arnold with tits. While you're doing that, I'm going to yeah, try we're... this new space here. Uh no, it's not all there, but you can use the toilet still. Oh. It's in progress. Um, hold on, before I show you that one, I finally found the one that I've been looking for. Oh, that's for here. But this is for this episode. Yeah, but, but that, let's put that in line for next time. Okay, but I'm <laughs> I lost this, and I was super excited <laughs> to tell you guys about it. Well, tell us about it, and this will be our hot sauce for next episode. It's the fucking weekend at Bernie's hot sauce. Oh, hey, maybe we should do. It's it? called Oh Bernie sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we're joking about. Like, it has a warning. Like, do not have like around steel drums or. It says <laughs> bring the dead back as fuck. Yes. Oh man. Oh Bernie, this sauce will bring you back from the dead beach. <laughs> 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 Can I see that bottle? Uh, yeah. Here, I'll trade you the one we're doing this episode. Okay. Tell our listeners about this episode's oh, sauce. Boy. Uh, this episode's sauce is brought to you by Key West Debt. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's called <laughs> Hog's Breath Hot Sauce. Perfect. Nice. Can I look at the bottle? Hog's Breath is better than no breath at all. <laughs> Depends Perfect. on who you're asking. And this is another one from your Hot Sauce Emporium yeah, score? Yeah, Alice's fucking hidey hole or whatever the hell it was called. Which oh, it's the top ripper. Okay, I'm looking for like a little pull tab. Which, speaking of that hot sauce place uh, from last episode, um, I think it's maybe worth shouting out. Uh, one of our listeners contacted us on Instagram. Um, shout out Dinghas for uh, sending us a picture of who they believe is the uh, proprietor of the hot sauce store. That's awesome. <laughs> It's not loading on my phone right now, but they did message us. Oh, yeah. The lady who was not very cordial to me. Yeah. They're they're like, I think it's geared towards Oregon. But it was brought up during the broadcast. The woman in this photo, the unkind lady who sold you the hot sauce, is this her? If so, I actually work with her. Not Ashley's, but another place. I heard describe the lady, and I was totally like, that has to be her. There's a picture. (laughs) So I I want... we can just post her photo with all her... We're just going to post it. Um, Contact information. But... That's a funny thing to get a message of. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for reaching out so Nate and I can see what they look like. <laughs> right. But let's slide that sauce, man. Let's get this cheese pizza going. Hey Nate, did I mix the eating not super loud for you in the last episode? It was good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked that hot that's, sauce that's last time. Gotta be Me too. You. Yeah, this is Lord Vader's plate. Yeah. Red or yellow. Yep, yellow works. My kids are weird about colors. Lime green. This isn't like coming out. Did you shake it? Yeah. Okay, it's just kind of clear, so I might put more on than I thought. Oh, well. Yeah. I'll find out what happens. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this a good shake Yeah, first. he just got, like, the fucking habanero extract or something yeah. on there. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely putting this. The fact that they don't mm. want you to have that much kind of worries me. Yeah, like, is that <laughs> saying it's going to suck? Is it hot? Awesome. It's green, so obviously there's probably some, like... I'm tasting. Is there vinegary? Is it? Like I think it tastes kind of vinegary. So it's like a like a verde hot sauce, maybe. Mm. Oh yeah, you're good to put it on the pizza. It smells mm. good. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why I went half in on that. 
Yeah, vinegar is the oh. first ingredient. And it's jalapeno, garlic, salt, sugar, guar gum, absorbic acid. Yellow number five, blue number one. <laughs> it's kind of sweet on the front end. Mm, I really enjoy this one. I do too. Flavor explosion. That's what happened when a couple of hogheads <laughs> decided they wanted the ultimate chicken wings and Sunday morning Bloody Marys. Also, a great addition to any marinade, as backyard barbecue tests have proven. Hog's breath hot sauce explodes with flavor to enhance any meat, poultry, or seafood dish. Or Fucking, cheese pizza. What's a hog head? Does that mean you eat a lot of pork? I think a hog head is, is you know, all we see of the Razorback in the hit film Razorback. <laughs> <laughs> he runs past a couple times. <laughs> And you see his silhouette, kind of like I th- you think you see it, kind of like I think I, was, I think I saw the monster. I don't know. <laughs> I guess more of that hog's breath, maybe. Could just be a couple dudes pushing like a sandbag, <laughs> <laughs> pushing a on taxidermied a animal on a, yeah. yeah, on a flat cart. Yeah, this is good. I'm saucing this thing up. That's two for two. So far, angry. Hot sauce, Betty's Hot Sauce Emporium has brought the goods. Ashley. What was that place actually called? <laughs> it says Ashley's on the bottle. Oh, yeah. Is that the place? Yes. I'm going to have to go. This, yeah. I. That one's good. I really enjoyed that fucking butthole scorcher. <laughs> yeah. Also, whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> Brenda's butt burning sauce. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Try it, play, let's do this. Here we go. We got pizza in our belly. All right, so. Razorback. We open with windmills. <laughs> <laughs> windmills. Opening. Let's restart that. On the horizon. Razorback. <laughs> we open with windmill. <laughs> Windmill blades spinning in a dusty farm somewhere in Australia. <laughs> Out of the gate, uh, again, beautiful scimitar for you. I already talked about that a lot. Um, we do get a little razor vision. That's what I call that. <laughs> where it's like you get to see what the Razorback sees. Not unlike uh, elf cam. Yeah. In, right, uh, it's lower. It moves quickly, and it's blurred. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be an elf or a Razorback. That's a, that's a budget saver right there. Yeah. We need to come up with some great, like, hidden camera bullshit so we can do that and just pop out of people. <laughs> you pin <been> Razorback! <laughs> <laughs> just fucking bite their leg off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just shove a cart with a... Just you know, fucking forklift their car want. upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Trap them on a windmill. Yeah. <laughs> Knock it into a pond full yeah. of just, like, turds and dead animals. <laughs> uh, I got you good, fucker. <laughs> that Farva? <laughs> so, uh, a man named Jake Cullen, played by Bill Kerr. I didn't make a note of anything he's in, so if you guys have... I got nothing. I, I did, but he's fantastic in this. He is. He's the quint of this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, Australian actors that, like, even if we did say the movies they were in, you wouldn't know what they were. I, I feel think. like we're going to be referencing Jaws a lot in this episode. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> dude. Um, so, uh, Grandpa Quint... Uh, <laughs> Jake is his name. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like you know it's all windy there's some razorback cam and uh 
Jake goes into his house on this farm. He tells his grandson, Scotty, it's time for bed. It's an Australian farm, so it's like a dirt farm. Yeah. There's nothing in sight. It's not like just you can see any other houses. They're in the middle of fucking nowhere. As far as I can tell, he was just farming dust. Yeah. It's a dirt farmer, as they say. Like Egon Spengler. In the film Ghostbusters Part 3, Afterlife. So Jake starts hearing some noises. And he's all spooked. Some beastly snarls outside. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. That oh, was my great. God. Oh, no. Uh, so he grabs his trusty shotgun. He's like, I'm going out there see what's going on. He doesn't say that, but that's what he does. And he puts his kid, the kid's name's Danny, which is his grandchild. I thought it was Scotty. I thought it was Danny. He's like, Scotty, get in bed. Who knows? Danny, yeah. Scotty, it all sounds the so same I wrote, I wrote down Scotty, and later when they talk about it, they say Danny. Other, mm. other people say Danny. Either way, two-year-olds don't fucking go to bed on their own. When you're they like, don't go, go to, to bed. bed on their own. But I like this part because it sets the precedent that like he puts him in the middle of the house. You know? He's safe, right? Yeah. You would, totally. you would think whoever it is is safe. Yeah, totally. And he goes out to see what the problem is. At and which then, point... A giant hog charges up on his front porch, knocks his ass over, and then just proceeds to just go through every wall of his house. Yeah, just bam, bam. And, then, <laughs> and the camera work here is cool. It's one of the times you do see the body, kind of. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, this is nuts. You right. Know? He just plows through the house, takes the kid. What what causes the fire? I think it knocks over a lantern. Yeah, it knocks over a lantern. Well, this is one of those flaming razor backs I've heard about. This shit fire. <laughs> they call that an Australian candle. Shitting and fire breathing <laughs> razor back. <laughs> and poor Jake wakes up like fucking Andy Dufresne in jail. Yeah, yeah. We cut we cut immediately to his trial. Yeah. It's not there's no like what's going on all of a sudden. It's like oh. here's Jake and he's going into the courtroom for the last day of his trial that probably would have lasted months. <laughs> oh, you do see him at, go in the house and realize the kid's gone, and he just runs out into the night as his house burns the ground, going, Scotty! I mean, I've Danny! Heard, I've heard the justice. Danny, Scotty, Bobby, whoever the a fuck name. you are. I've heard the justice system in Australia works a lot faster than it does here. Oh, that, that you better believe that. it. <laughs> That's actually the next day. Yep. Uh, Especially when Giggles is in the back of the courtroom. <laughs> Dicko? Yeah. <laughs> whoever his name is. Is his name Dicko? Yeah. Those guys have... And that you know the prosecuting attorney is totally talking shit and stuff, just being like, "Yeah, and we're supposed to believe that the kid went missing on your watch, and you had nothing to do with it." Just like, goddamn Razorback. Well, they're they're big. They're, they're like smoking gun in the case is like, he's a professional kangaroo hunter, and you tell me he couldn't shoot a boar. Yeah, and it's like your honor. This isn't like any boar we've ever seen before. Yeah, it had really thick also, bristle. Also, I hunt kangaroos. <laughs> This is also where... <laughs> completely different fucking animal. Where Jake gives the response, he says, and he explains that to kill a Razorback, you have to basically get them in their undercarriage. Yeah. On the bottom side, because it's not tough like the skin on their backs. Yeah, because they have a thick layer of bristle. Yes. And, he, and he's like, he's like, and someone else is like, I shoot you know, wild boars and Razorbacks all the time. He's like, <laughs> they're not like this. You'd have to see it to believe it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's he's he's, the the, he's turned himself into the town crazy at this point. So there's some belief that this was based on a real story. <clears throat> Do tell. Some girl died uh, named Azari Azara Azaria Azaria Aziz Chamberlain on Cesari. Yeah, in 1980, <laughs> so. yeah. and her mother was accused of murdering her, but the uh, apparently a dingo snatched the. 
Maybe the dingo mm, the ate your baby. Maybe it ate your baby. <laughs> but there's some speculation that it's based on this story that happened. Sure. Well, now Razorback seems less You know what year that happened? 1980. Okay, so it's dead four, four years, years to make this movie. Yeah. Yep. Four years to make it just different enough to not get sued. And even in the courtroom, his daughter's in there. So there's all these other people talking mad shit. Oh, yeah. You have to think that like at least his daughter would know the kind of man he is. But nope. instead, she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, why? Uh. He's always <laughs> been a bit of a storyteller. Yeah. I think like, she why said, the fuck would you trust yeah. him with your kid if yeah. you think he sucks? She's like, I'd like to him, but I just don't know what kind of Razorback could have done that. <laughs> Dude, on the Blu-ray, they absolutely changed how it says two years later. On my tape, it says it across the bottom in big letters two years later. Yours, uh-huh. it's like in the middle on the city street. Sorry. Nerd brain. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's This wondering. is the stuff that our listeners do care about, though. Yeah. Well, so we're right there, though. New York. New York. Like, I looked up. I was wow. reading this. Boom. I like Look that quick this. stock footage that they threw in there of New York, though. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. The guy they pay, the like, box. Larry Cohen for some of his, like, stock New York footage. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm hanging out on the street with my boombox. You're in New York. It's 1984. <laughs> oh, man. And then he's gone. He's gone too soon. We don't see a boombox again for like 35 minutes. Dude, my favorite part about this scene where he, where Carl's making Sarah dinner is it, no, it's not Sarah. Uh, Beth. Beth, Beth Winters, his wife. Where Beth. he's making dinner for Beth is his fucking apron. <laughs> yeah. My least favorite part is the fact that they're watching this news segment where she's interviewing these cattle ranchers <laughs> and she's reacting here. After the interview, as if she's hearing it for the first time. Right. She's like, oh, why are they like that? I don't understand. And she's like, you were there. (laughs) That's you on the TV. (laughs) And he says such great lines as, you wouldn't know a cattle prod from a pool cue. And why does you... Dude, Why don't you go save all the pretty. fleas and flies and bugs? <laughs> They're animals too, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, cool redneck logic. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah, because she's a wildlife reporter or whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, so they, after they watch that segment, she's all worked up at how upset that the guy was. Uh, she goes on to tell her husband Carl that uh, the station's greenlit her piece on kangaroo killings in Australia. Kangaroo. Slaughter! Massacre! I think it specifically says Kangaroo Slaughter. Oh. Sorry. Which is a great band name if you're from Australia. Yeah. From uh, here, it makes no sense. <laughs> like, how are you going to find them to slaughter? There's a lot of kangaroos just hanging out in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Hopping around. I mean, the zoo. Uh, I'm sure that's a felony. Putting your baby she's, in the pouch. But she's like saying she's going over there for this report because the station wants her to go or whatever. And she's sad she's going to be gone because it's their anniversary. And she's sad. She says it's the prenatal depression. And then he that she's with child. says, what do you think? I'm not going to be able to take care of myself. While she's fucking <laughs> distracting him from making their dinner. He was just making their dinner. <laughs> That's why he had and the apron so on. he burns the dinner. And he gives her a ring as a gift because it's, they're coming up on their one year anniversary. And she's sad she's going to be gone during said anniversary. Boom, we cut back to Australia and Beth there. Reporting 600 miles from Sydney. Do they say the name of the town? I thought they, they, she it's says. It's Gamula. Okay. I, I, I know, I, I missed that, but in the thing, she's like, here we are, 600 miles from, you know. Because the bar slash hotel is called the Gamula, Gamula Hotel. Gamula. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Also, I didn't. Are there a lot of camels in Australia? At least one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice. I've never. It's heard not something that. I really associate with Australia. But camels like deserts, and there's a lot of desert areas. True. I mean, I don't know why they like deserts. They eat sand. Oh, well, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know they ate sand. They don't. <laughs> oh, okay. I assume they use some of it to help well, digest. Don't they show a camel eat like a Coca-Cola can in this? Yeah. <laughs> he's taking a drink in the bar and the camel pokes his head and he's like, ah. Yep. Like, you know, that happens every day at like 1.28 p.m. <laughs> that's oh, camel's dude. favorite food they <laughs> usually do home. eat in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. camel popped its head in. <laughs> no fuck. <laughs> the camel's on my Coca-Cola. <laughs> Uh, so in her reporting, she states 800 kangaroos and wallabies were 800, slaughtered. 800,000. Oh yeah. 800,000. 800. <laughs> That's, That's a lot. 800,000 in this district alone. And I looked it up in a district <laughs> in Australia is a state. Okay. I thought it was a county, but it's broken down. There's like eight of them. There's like eight states. I didn't write with those. I didn't down. know that. So I didn't thank either. you for the knowledge. Yeah. There's a few of those I'll have. See, this is an educational program. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, she states 800,000 kangaroos and wallabies were slaughtered and used for pet food. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, well, I'm going to call bullshit right now because as, as I can... And maybe there was more in 1984. Well, there were before they murdered <clears throat> 800,000 of them, Hogan. Well, now there's only 600,000 kangaroos in Australia. As a whole. As a whole. Yeah, I can't imagine that they did it that much, but maybe... Well, there was a serious razorback problem in the early 80s so there. They were right. eating lots of critters and people and stuff. So. Well, I mean, they had a lot of cat food to make, too. So Yeah. Illegal cat food. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that it was illegal, necessarily. They say something at one point, how it's like, that's why they chase her down, because it's like an illegal, something they're doing is illegal. The but it's called something. the Pet Pack. There's... Like logos I, on the boxes that say pet pack that they're shipping out to places. Right. It's a factory you can easily find. I don't know. People if are working. I don't there. know if it's the way they're using the meat or how they're gaining it, or maybe they weren't supposed to be using kangaroos, but something about oh, okay. the operation was not legit, and that's why those two doofuses. I think it's their poaching kangaroos. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And wallabies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so uh Beth and her uh cameraman whose name I didn't note. Uh, they Jerry. book a couple. We'll call, we'll call him Jerry. Uh, they <laughs> or Scotty or Bobby or whatever, whatever name pleases yeah, you. Yeah, keep his up. Name. Uh, <laughs> they book a couple of rooms at like a bar slash hotel. I don't know. Uh, and ask the bar patrons there if any kangaroo shirts would be willing to interview with them. Uh, knowing she's an animal rights activist or wildlife reporter, uh, everyone in the bar just laughs at her collectively. Uh, and then uh, Jake. The man from the beginning, the old man, the Quint character. And, and the bar is super dusty oh, and dirty. And you can just just like, like everything in this movie is dusty. You and just dirty. feel thirsty this whole time like, yeah. for something. There's definitely no glass on the windows. No. Like if, they just have shutters. They have just camels. If you're going to watch this movie, you're going to need a big thing of water because you're going to get dry <laughs> mouth just looking at the screen. Yes. <laughs> and then Beth comes out to like the station wagon to shake your britches out. They're going to be full <laughs> of dust. <laughs> Dust in all of your crevices. Yep. Beth comes out to the station wagon that they are. Are we? In a, am I moving too fast? Uh, this is where she interviews Jake. Not quite. Oh, he pulls up. But yes. yeah, Beth Camel. What's it? What's an important scene in my mind is okay. So she comes out to the station wagon. She has a couple pints that she got from the bar. Yeah. They're finally there. They're finally getting set up. He already shot a scene, and now as the cameraman is unloading, Jake pulls his truck up. 
and she and she says, "Okay, we got to go over here and get this guy." The truck looks and so crazy. he slams his beer instead of enjoying it and unloading <laughs> the van, and they run over to um, ask him about the what I call the ye old kangaroo slaughter, <laughs> which has apparently been happening for long enough for us to go over there and worry about it. Uh, and it is of note, although they don't introduce her yet, in the passenger seat of Jake's car is Sarah Cameron, played by Arky Whiteley, uh, who was in. Mad Max Part Two: The Road Warrior, and and when they talk to Jake, Jake says one of the best lines of the movie. <laughs> You're a professional hunter, right? I mean, you you make your living by killing wildlife, correct? You say so. Oh, um, roughly, how many razorbacks would you kill in a season? There isn't a season for razorbacks, girlie. <laughs> then why kill them? You are now. There's something about blasting the shit out of a razorback that brightens up my whole day. <laughs> and then he basically peels out. Yeah. All right, now fuck off. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he floors it, and she gets dust and shit all over her face again. Yeah. Ah, she's eating sand in this movie. If you're not a camel, you don't like it. And then she. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then she tries to phone New York, and a couple of douchebags uh, who are a duo of brothers: Benny Baker, played by Chris Haywood, and Dicko. Played by who, David Ricardo. I, I, I discovered that what you call a redneck in Australia is a a a, a bogan. Fucking bogan. These are be, definitely bogans. Not to be confused with a boogan. There are boogans, <laughs> but they're not boogans. They are bogans. <laughs> and uh, so that's their term for rednecks or like someone of lower class. It made me realize after listening to uh, to last. To the last episode, that was something we didn't talk about when we were talking about under underground creature films. We never brought up the bookings. Yeah. Whoops. Oh my gosh. So we'd Shame like to make us. an amends to our <laughs> listeners. Check out Boogans. We want to announce this is our last episode of the Fright Zone. Um, we've we've brought shame uh, upon ourselves, our families, <laughs> our households, and you, the our loyal listeners. And maybe to make it up sense. sometime, we'll do that movie because I like that movie a lot. Yes. Hell yeah. The Boogans. Boogans. No one says it like that in the movie. I just no. Whenever they we should. whenever we can agree on something at, at the house, I always suggest that, and none of like none of the girls have ever seen it. They just won't watch it solely based on the name, <laughs> right? <laughs> so then it cuts back into the Gamula Hotel where Beth is making her phone call. Yeah, and being harassed by those douchers. And they're throwing darts like really close to her face. So was it again Bogans? Bogans. These Can we just call them the twins? (laughs) Yeah. I call them the douche brothers the whole movie. Although (laughs) I just really should have wrote their names more because the fact that one of the characters' name is actually Dicko is incredible. Um, But she pulls the darts out of the wall, and in front of everybody, she drops the darts into the giggler, is what I called him. He's Dicko. That's Dicko's beer. And she leaves, and everyone laughs at him. Oh, because they're throwing the darts like right at her fucking face. She's on the phone. Like, it was like inches away. Is that why they're like, is that why she's or why they're mad essentially is because she didn't respond? What are they? No, that's part of the reason. Okay, so that's the first reason, right? And then they must have been on their way to work. Because ah. then she goes to the pet pack, which is a kangaroo slaughterhouse. She leaves before them, but they still beat her somehow. Yeah. And her well, cameraman, for whatever fucking reason, lets her go off into the bush on her own <laughs> in the junky-ass station wagon that's 
every tire looks like it's about to pop. <laughs> and she goes out and starts. She's like filming sunsets and stuff by herself. It's like what? She gets there, and she pulls the camera out. Okay, no. Oh, oh, oh. So first, she pulls the car up. It's in plain view of the pet pack, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's leaning back in her seat, like trying to hide her body. <laughs> but it's like, like whose fucking car is parked in front? Yeah, our we're driveway. in the middle of nowhere, that? and hey, there's a chick from the bar. Yeah. From just it's a minute ago, American that embarrassed us in front of all of our kangaroo hunting buddies. I'm sure but. some of it, some of it, just like not thinking about that aspect and poor editing. But the uh, the fact that like she goes up and has what could only be uh, the largest camera ever manufactured, and she's trying to point it into this window, <laughs> and the guy immediately sees her because she's like not fucking Sherlock she's not Holmes super graceful with it, yeah. yeah, yeah. First she parks her car in plain view, then she stumbles up with like a gigantic television station news camera. It's I'm a, surprised he even saw her behind studio. the camera. Yeah. And they start going like, oh, are you coming to our bloody wagon fucking with us and all this? And she runs off. And that's, I think, what solidified their hatred of her or the fact that they thought they were going to mess around. Well, yeah, and I think because they're doing... St- it's some type of illegal operation, some capacity. Something they're doing is not up to code or whatever. Uh, even by even by Australian redneck standards. And uh, so they then end up chasing her for a while. We cut back to the bar at one point and just show her cameraman, like, stand out front and drinking beer. And he's like, where the fuck is she, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to her just driving, having a good time. But then they just fucking, like, out of nowhere... Like, there must be some just ramp set up randomly yeah. in the desert. Boom. <laughs> that fucking car is flying. It's like the first moment you're like, oh, this the cinematographer did do Road Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this is very Road Warrior at night. And it's Well, I think that's some of it, too, why the movie looks so dusty. It's like it's like so. You want me at the outback just to make it look like the like you know post apocalyptic hellscape that yeah. is like the Mad Max universe? Like yes, okay. And the vehicles that they used, if they weren't in the Mad Max movies, could have been. Oh yeah, they definitely look like the Marauder vehicles. There's like dead animals hanging off, and there's like hooks big metal cages, and, hooks, yeah, guns. And I did forget. I kind of talked past it, but there when she is before she gets to the pet pack. And she's filming the horizon. She does see a Razorback up on it. Oh, for a second, there's like the silhouette, and she's not quite sure. But you know, Benny and Dicko's. Uh, that's a that car they're driving is a a modded Mercedes Benz. Really? Yeah. Those some, those some rich bogans. Did I do that right? Bogans. The bogans. <laughs> oh, and you could consider her filming through the window as window peeping. I forgot to add the peep. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank and you the, for yeah. catching And on her way, the, the other notable thing, I don't know how well you know Duran Duran's catalog, but the music she's listening to as she's driving down the road oh. back to the Gamula Hotel mm-hmm. is Duran Duran. So I'm assuming that uh, you know, the director's the, like, Hey, Maritime made that video for you. Can I like use your jams? Like, sure, man. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll do you a solid this time. I assume Duran Duran. Talks Listen, we've like used all the budget trying to make us good looking Razorback. So, if you, we could just use your music for free, it'd be really appreciated. Oh, put your feet up, Hogan. God, my fucking butt hurts. From all the anal sex at work today? You want to hear a story about my butt? <laughs> yes, let's <laughs> go. Right. I think you 
I have a fucking cyst on my <laughs> tailbone. <laughs> Better than on the taint, probably. Dude, and it's like, I was bitching about this a month ago, and apparently, this is just a really common thing for men, right? Because I was telling this story, and I shit you not, two dudes that day were like, oh yeah, the same thing happened to me. And so then I talked to my mom, who's a nurse, and she starts telling me that this is incredibly common for men, and then the shitty thing about it is, is that when they cut it off, or out, whatever... They don't seal it. So pus just comes out of it? No. So they cut it out. You grow tail? And they can't, since you do, like, there's some, like, lack of skin on your fucking backside. They can't suture it shut or whatever. So they leave the hole there, and it has to heal from the inside out. So you have to fucking, like, pack it. With oh. gauze and shit? Yeah. With packing peanuts? I had a girlfriend once. She got cat scratch fever, and she had to do that. Really? I had to help her with it a couple of times, and you would pull the string gauze out and just be laden with pus. That's oh! fucking awful. Yeah, we broke up. No, that. <laughs> it wasn't just that. She sucked anyway, but that was like She a, wasn't the one. No. That's the kind of shit you can't do for someone unless they're the one. She was the kind of girl yeah, that's that apparently would... going to happen to my ass, so... She you want to her... come over here, and I'll help you out? <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. Bro time. <laughs> she's the two things she did that sucked the most. Once she stabbed that a buddy of mine with Patreon a fork. Content just us pulling shit out of Hogan's. Oh, there's a picture of Greg fucking pulling sis? shit out of Hogan's asshole. Oh, it's in your ass. It's on. It's, it's on, on my tailbone, which is above your ass, right? Right. Okay. It, but it would look like on camera, like your hole. It sucks. <laughs> but so what? I'm sorry. What happened to this lady? Doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> I just got so excited about the prospect oh, of helping I didn't realize Hogan. it was right by his butt. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes it more exciting. I didn't realize. <laughs> it's on his tailbone. It's on his tailbone. It's just, oh, man. I told Freddie the other day, I go, uh, people are born sometimes with tails. And he's like, no, they're not. I'm like, yes, they are. I go, it's not really common, but it's like, you know, one in a couple million or something. You told me he was born with one. You had to remove it. <laughs> I, dude, if I tell him stuff like that, he believes me. I can even <laughs> do it in a voice like, you used to have a tail. And he'll just be like, oh, you know, like he gets really concerned. So I can't, I can't joke with him that way yet. Like he doesn't understand that it's But a you joke. should do even more now then because every time he's not completely aiming that, you're like, fuck. I missed my opportunity to totally snow him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, your mom didn't want you to ever know, but I'm going to tell you, you're just man to man, okay? Yeah. You were born with a tail. You had a three-foot tail. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> My wow. dad told me when I was young that I was adopted, and then I didn't find out that I was, like, 20 years later. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You thought I was joking? I was just like, joking. No. <laughs> I remember that once. You told me once. You sent me text, and I was like, "Wait, are you joking right now?" Because it was like one of your random, like late ones. I was like, you're like "You just sent me pictures." I think you're like, "This is my real dad," and I was like, "Are you being serious right now?" And you're like, "You're a character's adopted." It's like just a weird thing. Get like one in the morning for me. I was like, "Huh, really?" And you're like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Oh, man, I must have been on a bender." You used to call me like regularly, at, like one thirty. Like if I was gonna get, if I was gonna talk to Hogan, it was like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, you're definitely not getting late phone calls anymore now that I don't drink. <laughs> that was kind of classic Hogan, though. It was just kind of like, that was like, oh, that's what the Hogan's here. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Like, oh, you know. Classic Hogan. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so oh yeah, so they're chasing her down. They're going Dukes of Hazard Airborne. They're fucking slamming into the side of her car with their yeah. truck, which obviously the station wagon is not going to do much against that Marauder vehicle. And they knock her ass off the road. She slams into an embankment, and uh, at this point. We get like a really uncomfortable rapey thing yeah. going on. They end up catching. <laughs> yeah. They or, can you imagine her. the terror? <laughs> yeah. is, this scene is scary. When he first, so he opens the door and he does this kind of like, oh, I'm you sorry. Okay? You all right? Oh, I didn't mean it to oh. get out of hand. And then like oh. he fucking just grabs her hair. By her hair. And starts dragging her towards the spotlight on their vehicle where they kind of like, I don't know. They're obviously going to do some rapey shit it gets uncomfortable yeah. i mean i think what makes the scene even worse too is that like there's literally zero chance anybody is gonna be able to do anything about yeah. it you're in the middle of nowhere you just drove and saw nobody for how long yeah you know it's it's super intense i mean and then at that point the uh razorback comes out of the bush and slams into the side of the kind of marauder vehicle. Yeah. It we're scares away a, the would-be rapist. And the, you're kind of like, oh, thank God she didn't get yeah, raped. She's, we're going to need a off, bigger you know? Mad Max vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And she gets back in her car, just like frazzled, just kind of stumbles back to her car, of course, in shock from the accident that she was almost raped, um, which would frighten anyone, right? And then she goes to sit in her fucked up station wagon that's not probably not going to start. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah that classic. Then what happens, Hogan? I don't know. In my notes, I have Pee Wee Herman's platform shoes. The Razorback <laughs> comes right through the fucking door and just rips the door off of its hinges, and its tusks start ramming into her, goring her out the front windshield, which is missing. Oof. So I guess it's just through the front window opening. But she's screaming, like Texas Chainsaw screaming, while it just devours her. And where are you going to go? If you can get away, if you can get out that window, those dudes are gone. There's maybe some, like, shrubberies around or something. <laughs> You're dead. And this part's great, because while you don't see the boar, there's some fantastic sound effects, like, munch, 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 munch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? this like, is, you know it's eating her. There are some good shots of... Of the Razorback in that scene, though, it's enough where, like, it feels visceral, you know? Um, so the reason I wrote Pee-wee's Platform Shoes is because I noticed in, like, all of these Aussie films, there's there's typically a character like this that just has the most completely fucking insane outfit on, you know? Right. It's like they've been shopping in the 1970s, you know? And I don't know, is it Dicko or fucking Benny? Either, whatever one. Dicko is kind of like a weird, like seventies gutter punk or something. Yeah, like, in a weird he's the way. one that's he's, got the fucking like white steampunk glasses. That one, mm -hmm. yeah, that guy. Uh, since we just got that kill and got some good, a couple good shots of the Razorback, might be a good time to talk about the effects by Mister Bob McCarran. Um, what you see in this movie, I think, is pretty rad. Yeah, what they did a good see. job with the Boris face. They could show you a little more. Um, look at this dog literally watching the movie. He's going to take that razor back down. They could show you more, um, but I think what they show, uh, it's it's minimal, um, but it's minimal so as not to reveal the limitations of what they had to work with, and I think he makes he pulls it off. Um, but he has one of the most impressive filmographies of anyone in this movie. Um, he worked on one of Hogan's jams, Dead Alive. 
Um, Matrix, Road Warrior, Howling 3. Um, Howling That's the marsupials three. one, which is in Australia, so that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't think um, about that. And the rad VHS board game, Nightmare. Oh, yeah. It's like, fuck. That's a good one. That's all I have for his effects. I don't know if you, know, you guys have anything of note with how anything was done. You had what or... I had. Oh. Do you have what I have? That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising, though, getting her... It stays in. Getting her, uh, like, losing her so early in the film. It's, like, obvious nod to, like, you know, Janet Lee and Hitchcock, obviously. Yeah. Like, she feels like she's going to be the lead. For sure. Yeah. Like, I don't... I didn't get the feeling that we were going to see Carl ever again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? In the first... So, I saw this once when I was revisiting it. When I when Carl first shows up, what did I say? It was like, shows some guy making dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're never going to see that guy like, again. Fuck, Arthur Ryan's movie now. Who cares? I love that when we do see him, which is right now, when he reappears, that he's shaving uh, with like an electric shaver on the bus. Yeah. I've always wanted an opportunity to do that, but I've never had the opportunity. I've ridden the. How about Greyhound we go bunch. to Ohana? We take the bus together and shave our faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> Next time we're on a plane, I'll just pull one out. <laughs> Sir, you can't have any razors mm-hmm. in here. Well, <laughs> well, our reservations are officially next Tuesday, or Tuesday the twelfth, six p.m. So you can call him up and tell him, "Hola, this is the guy from earlier." I'd like a reservation. <laughs> what time? Six on the twelfth. 6 p.m. Well, I guess the reservation is 6.15, so we're supposed to be there at 6. It'll be hilarious if Hogan and I really go and have our own Japanese steakhouse meal. There Ugh. is another room, Excuse so there's a possibility you wouldn't you even stop. be in the oh, same room. You do it now? <laughs> oh, they're fucking not going to answer now? They blocked you. They pissed at when me. You said, when you said adios or whatever. I said gracias. <laughs> He said, Excuse sorry? Thank you for oh, am I going to leave a fucking message? Do it. They might call us back. Where are they closed because it's 10? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's closed. <laughs> Eight or nine babies. I thought you babies? <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Hogan. I called earlier. Uh... Greg and I want to come in on Tuesday at 6.15. Uh, no babies in our party. Uh, I was supposed to leave my phone number twice. It's Tuesday the 12th. 720-1868. Not this Tuesday the 12th. Yeah, Tuesday the 12th. Anyway, whatever. Greg and I will be there. <laughs> be expecting that. <laughs> I love the way the voicemail said, babies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like they have—they had a rash oh. of people coming in with like a bunch of babies and not mentioning it. <laughs> How are we supposed to throw eggs in your mouth? And you got thirteen babies with you. <laughs> now the babies all want some. Oh, Our chefs dude. are overworked. Are they? Oh yeah, I guess it makes sense they'd be close. <laughs> that voicemail was aggressive in a great way. Yeah. So yeah, the next day there's a tow truck picking up the vehicle, and Jake's on the scene, and he's like, he sees a hog print, and he's like. It's back. <laughs> Whatever. So he says, yes, an old friend. <laughs> an old friend. Yeah. <laughs> I always call old friends people that murdered my grandchild. You know? And when he's there, he notices these kind of drag marks on the ground that let him know that it's the Bogan dudes that um, 
obviously had something to do with it. Like, we saw it, but he knows immediately. And he goes to what can only be described as, like, some sort of, like, post-apocalyptic in the wall of a hill shelter with, like, nuclear a giant bunker. steel door. Yeah, nuclear fallout thing. Oh, do you want... Uh, I, I have a good description I wrote once we actually see the inside. I could throw out the narrative. Wait till we see the inside. Let's later. wait till we see the inside, because okay. you don't understand the vastness yes. of it. It just looks like a, the, like a metal shed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they, <laughs> like they live in a... It's sh- much larger. Fuck. It's like the TARDIS. Yeah, you see, you're like, oh. Like, yeah. And <laughs> so he starts talking to the steampunk-looking dude, and then the giggler pops his head over the top <laughs> of the door with a shotgun, points it at him, and basically tells him to fuck off. Those bastards. Yeah. Then we cut to Carl, and it's like a weird montage. He's traveling, you know, the guy that we thought that y- your note so eloquently was called Some Dude Making some Breakfast. Some dude. Yeah. <laughs> some dude on a bus. Some dude. Uh, we got a montage of this guy. It's like a fever dream. He sees about his wife who's dead from the camera, blames himself instead. <laughs> Says he feels pretty guilty. He should have stayed with her all the time. But he had a low-level alcoholic problem and drank all the beer instead. I don't know. And used all the hot water at the hotel, which has probably got like eight buckets of hot water. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a bizarre thing to have happen. Uh, so yeah, and we never see the cameraman again. I guess he went back home. Whatever. He should have stayed around, been like a. He could have got eaten too. Yeah, they could have had him stay around just to get fucked up or something. Yeah, and then he lands at the Gamula Hotel, and we see the bartender who we know from earlier in the film, who's so friendly. He's super nice. He he's gives like, him his car. Yeah, he's like, hey, can I get yeah. a room here? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll talk to this guy. Like, oh, you should talk to Jake about that. Here, take my car. He goes, just fill up the tank. It's <laughs> 35 miles up yeah. to the intersection. You take a left, and then it's like 10 more miles. And as soon as you drive away, later, he screaming, like, to the left! Then you'll see an old boot. <laughs> Doesn't it also seem, there. It seems a little, like, haphazard after what just happened to Beth. To send some random American guy, <laughs> you would think there would be news people there and stuff. And this guy's just like, oh, yeah, head out on Did your he tell own. him it has Canadian or is that yet. just They're people still later. sending mail by fucking wallaby or whatever. Or camel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You shove it in that fucking weird sticky pouch of theirs and slap yeah. them in the ass <laughs> and they just go. Yeah. The king. <laughs> um, but does, does he tell that guy he's Canadian, or is that just the douches later? No, he doesn't later. tell him. He doesn't really say much, other than he's there, he's the looking car, for I need a room. Great, take my car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're Canadian? Here, have my <laughs> money. <laughs> and I want to give him 10 points for not showing Jake drive, or not showing Carl drive to Jake's. He's just there. It's just there. They could have added fucking five minutes of stock nature footage. Of him just driving down the road and looking over and seeing a python. I love the little har har moment where he gets in on the fucking wrong side of the car. Yeah, he's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I'd be like, crazy hey, wait, why don't I drive you? <laughs> then, that's why he drives off. The guy starts screaming again. The left. Yeah, on the left. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see where Williams. Oh yeah, then he he gets to Jake's. Yeah, and he's talking to him and he shares his condolences with Carl and tells him about Razorbacks. And that, this is one of those other great lines. Razorbacks. Vicious, shit-eating, godless vermin. God <laughs> and the devil couldn't have created a more despicable species. Here. You see this fellow? Blew half his hindquarters away with the 30-30 and he still kept coming. You think 
discussion alone is enough to knock most animals rotten, but your Razorback is different. He doesn't have a nervous system like most animals. He's only got two states of being. Dangerous or dead. <laughs> Nothing in between. It doesn't eat. It doesn't sleep. doesn't feel pain. Can't be reasoned with. <laughs> so I love that Carl's like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's great. Uh, my wife's missing. <laughs> and yeah. He still doesn't really quite tell him what he thinks happened. He's just like, you and I have a lot in common. You should go see this rednecks on the road. <laughs> yeah, he just like takes off. Then he, then he goes and encounters the Bogans, man. At Pet Pack. <laughs> and they offer to give him a ride. This is where he starts pretending he's from Canada, and his name is Bill, and he's just getting friendly with the brothers so he can go kangaroo hunting well, dude, with that them. One, <laughs> that one dude, his job that day, I don't know if this is what he does most of the time, but he's just like scraping like slop and gore out of a tube <laughs> that he's in, and then when he pops out, like you hear him talking, he pops out, he's like eating a bur- breakfast burrito or something <laughs> in there, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> But yeah, then he hops in there, right, and heads out. They say, oh, yeah, he can get his car later or whatever. But that whole just schemes, I think, is great. Like, I'm from Canada, and I <laughs> thought you guys might be able to help me hunt some kangaroos, yeah, eh? Carl uh-huh, uh-huh. his fucking khaki <laughs> members-only jacket. There's no way these dudes wouldn't roll him One of them also says, like, oh, Canada? That's American, isn't it? <laughs> well, later what? he specifies when they ask him again that he's, he heard that they know where some opal mines are. Oh, yeah. So that's that's in their crib. So after he trained them and he's trying to go on the kangaroo hunt, he ends up in their bizarre subterranean home, which I called a redneck bat cave. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good description of it. And I love how they call sausages meat bags. <laughs> like, I'll never be able to eat a sausage again without thinking about the word meat bag, <laughs> which is going to make me More not meat eat bags, it. anyone? I'll I need pro- some meat bag links. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna do that next time I like Drake Diner. Yeah, yeah. Give me hash browns, extra crispy, melted cheese bags. and onions, please. And I'm gonna need a side of meat bags. Do you even get any meat bags? Bag at it up. <laughs> bag up that meat and get it on the grill, baby. I'm gonna start calling my penis a meat bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you never want to like touch a woman again. <laughs> I mean, I'm married. You know, I think Jill will probably be okay. I'll ask her. You I'll, think she'd be okay with should that? Should I call her right now and ask if she's okay? With you me can't just her a meat open bag? like <laughs> after how many years have you been married? Ten. Ten years. Hold now on. I call my dick a meat bag. Let's see what she thinks about this. <laughs> Hold on. Let's find out. Hey. Hey, I have a really important question for you real fast. Yeah. Would you be okay with me calling my penis a meat bag? <laughs> uh, in what context? Like, just like, hey, baby, you want to see my meat bag? For sex. <laughs> Okay, Hell yeah, I w- fuck yeah, I love you, bye. <laughs> I was wrong. Dude, I was wrong. I didn't know. I don't. I don't think on my my team wouldn't be down. That's exactly. Jill's a special woman. That's exactly how you handle that. You need to hang up before she changes her mind. You already said, and we recorded it. Yep. <laughs> we can just end the episode there. <laughs> Stay spooky. Oh man. Okay. So meanwhile, the titular Razorback terrorizes a dude's farm while he's watching some TV, and the guy ends up setting up a trap with some chains outside using a dead carcass as bait. This guy's like the poor man's Peter Jackson. That those are the scenes that are the most tacked in the movie because it's kind of like, what's going on here, and then it just cuts right back to Carl and the brothers getting ready to go night hunting. Yeah. And what was that last scene? Right. 
Who edited this? That's I feel like that was probably reshoots. Like we need another scene with some Razorback carnage. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, we'll just have a hole ripped out yeah, the side but of a barn. No fucking carnage <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. The follow-up scene though has heavy Jaws vibes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, dude. You talking about that? So this is the first time we see inside of I don't know like an actual home. Oh that yeah, I would with the dude watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm Somewhere not somewhere that has electricity and glass on the windows. Yeah. Where it's not <laughs> this like is the you richest ask if you man can take a shower and you get laughed at. <laughs> this is the richest man in whatever this fucking town's called. Gamula the Jeff Bezos of the outback. <laughs> I also love in movies, which it, this is normally more of like a a boner comedy kind of thing, but the a meatbag comedy, sir. The six pack on the coffee table, not in the fridge, because you know you're gonna drink it fast enough that they're still gonna be kind of cold. Yep, oh, yeah. and it's fine. He's been doing this for a while. You just noticed this? It's been like five minutes. He's loving you, dude. I don't know what I did. He's just loving but you. I think it was the kisses. Maybe the kisses earlier. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, know uh, we're referring to Artie the dog. He's a 11 year old Maltese that lives here at the Fright Zone Studio. He's looking neat. Weenus, <laughs> which is uh, for the listeners, it's the elbow area. That's the, the weenus, el- the elbow area. Yeah. yeah, actually, I think isn't the weenus like this? The weenus is the excess skin off your elbow. I thought it was your cock. It's not. No, no. <laughs> this could There's be part. A, this could be part why you have three children. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'll take a look on Urban Dictionary. You've never heard quick. about the weenus? Yeah, you pull it down. What yeah. is it? What's it supposed to tell you? The weenus, dude. I don't know. I just know it's a weenus. It's a slang word. Jeez, it's an excess or loose skin at the joint of one's elbow, which Ooh. is technically referred to as olecranal skin. Damn. Oh, now he's trying to hump you, dude. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's getting it. Get it, Artie. Oh, man. I'm oh, definitely yeah. turning that into a gif. Oh, yeah. Get some. <laughs> Grab this, this. Spread the check, love. Check this, spread the check love, Artie. Hey, it's Hogan from the Fright Zone, and I'm in a big fucking hole. While I'm down here, I figured I'd just say, thanks for listening. Yeah, like and subscribe. And if you're on social media, hit us up at Fright Zone Podcast on Instagram. Or drop us a line via email on our website, thefrightzone.com. You know what's cool? The fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to the Fright Zone Podcast. Please take time to rate and review the show on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you listen to the show. You know what else would be cool? What? I can't hear you! Well, it would be cool if you could check out our new Patreon page, which you can find the link for on our website. Anything helps us to get Hogan out of this godforsaken hole, whether it be a rope, a ladder, or some kind of chain. And hurry! The defecation bucket is reaching maximum load capacity! Oh, God. And now, back to the program. Why are you guys making those noises? Help! Slammin' Foster's late night TV, giggling at every bit. Um, he actually lives in a traditional home. Yeah, yeah, and then like, yeah, he hears a big fucking loud noise outside. He goes out there, side of his fucking Grabs thing's gone. shotgun. <clears throat> goes out to see what's going on. Then he sets up a little trap with the dead carcass and a chain for whatever did it, so when it comes back, he can get it. Then we go back to Carl and the brothers, getting ready to go on night hunt. Uh, they rattle him awake with, like, a bottle of rum. They did ask him if he wanted rum hey, earlier. want some of this. <laughs> and he does not partake. But then he does eat the sausages that they offer him, which... Uh, meat, meat bags. bags. Meat bags. <laughs> he offers, they offer him meat, and he just realizes that what that means is that they're eating and they're going out at night to hunt for these kangaroos because that's the only way that they can get them 
is basically classic bullshit hunter stuff. They trick them by shining the spotlight at night, and it confuses them. Yeah. It, well, and Very the, fair. And while they're getting ready to go, he's like, so, uh... <laughs> Wait, some question about that Beth lady from America. And they're like, what the fuck? You like a cop? They don't say that, but that guy's seeing <laughs> yeah. you. like, yeah, what, what do you the fuck you know about her, huh? Yeah. And he's like, you know her or something? You're from America? He's like, no, no, no. America's like a... I'm not from, from America. I'm from Canada. <laughs> totally My name's Bill. I have no idea who she is. <laughs> All Americans know each other. He Bill plays it really cool, you know? <laughs> and that's yeah. when he pulls out the opal mine A line. single bead of sweat rolls down his <laughs> uh, forehead. <laughs> And that's when he's like, so what happened to her? And they're like, we heard she fell down a mine shaft after getting in a car accident or whatever. And then as they're leaving, the giggler guy snorts <laughs> at this dog that's already like obviously injured, maybe only has three legs. Um, I watched mine on VHS, so he could either have a crippled leg or no leg. I don't know. And um, he cowers in a way that like, this is the first scene that like bummed me out. Like there's been parts <laughs> that are gross, but that was just like, aw. Like, cause it's a dog. I mean, that dog's reaction is genuine, and yeah. the only way to get a dog to do that is to genuinely freak it out. Yeah. So that that was a bummer, but uh, at the same time, we're setting a precedent that like the regular good and bad don't apply to these morons. Oh, like yeah. they just are out for themselves, They're especially bad. the giggler guy, Dicko, and you can't expect them to be anything but pieces of shit. Hogan, I saw like a million little notes on your screen there. You got some some good shit about this scene there? Okay. It looked one. like a compact note section. I didn't know if you had something you this wanted was, to throw This is there. a little factoid on something that's coming up. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, then they go out and they nail a kangaroo, like Nate mentioned, by shining light. First, there's the cut the dog it. scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where this, there's a spit take <laughs> where they, he's like, cut the donks, and they spit because it's like, in Australia, I guess that means... Turn off the motor. Yeah. Like, we're going to cut the donks. And uh, Bill from Canada thinks he's talking about, you know, the meat bags. And they have Carl <laughs> using the spotlight, which is on top of the vehicle, while they uh, drive and one drives and one shoots at the kangaroo. At which point, Carl barfs on the giggler's head. Well, and, it's, uh, yeah, it's because they shoot the kangaroo. Yeah. But it's still alive, and he can't handle its suffering. Yeah. Remember, he, he was married to the animal activist wildlife reporter, right. Beth Winters. And they say, well, obviously, you don't want to kill it, because then when you actually bring it in, it'll be as tough as jerky. <clears throat> and they're trying to make dog food, not jerky at Pet Pack. Yeah. But he pukes it right <laughs> on his head. It's super gross. It, like, drops down onto his face and stuff. And that's it's not, they it's not start... smooth. It's pretty thick. <laughs> yeah. And they say something about how it might be the meat bags. <laughs> you know, but then they ca- kind of make fun of him, like, "Ah, you have trouble shooting the deer up there, yeah." And then he can't stand watching supper, so like he grabs a hatcher or some shit and runs out of the vehicle. It's a butcher's knife, and then he fucking like puts the kangaroo out of its misery, right? And it pisses those dudes off. So then they proceed to abandon him out in the middle well, of the Well, they say nowhere. that he has to now stay and clean and skin it. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be back in four to six hours. That's a long fucking time. What are Anywhere. they going to go do? Yeah. They're going to go actually kill kangaroo, I think. Load up that back of that They're going to go get their own kangaroos, or they're going to go, like, you know, do some nefarious redneck shit in their bat cave. Right. So this is like punishment then, essentially. Yeah. The they're Dogen like, fuck cave. this nerd. We're going to go do some fun shit. But he ends up doing, like, kind of a. Poor, a poor man's what is it Tatooine or what? Where is it when 
when Luke crawls up inside of the, mm-hmm. the that's creature. On, that's on the planet of Hoth. It's the Hoth, ice planet. Sorry, the Hoth from scene. Star Wars Episode Five: The Emergence Back. But he doesn't cut it open. But he sees that it's warm, and he just sort of snuggles up with it. Also, Han Solo cuts open and puts Luke in it because Luke's uh, fucking freezing to death. <laughs> yeah, because it gets cold out there. It's kind of like the desert here, you know, in Arizona or New Mexico. It gets cold at night. Hoth is just like Arizona and yeah. the outback. I was talking about Hoth. I was talking about, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he starts having some nightmares about the There's things some cool that we've shit seen. Here. Yeah, yeah. This little sequence is cool. There's a couple of weird, like hallucinatory, like dreamy shit that happens here. Actually, most of the shit in the movie that's dreamy like that is all with Carl. When we first see him after his wife's death, when he's on the bus, there's like kind of weird sequence like that too. Yeah, when he's like kind of when we get that weird montage, you know. Maybe right. he's just sick. I mean, he puked. Mm. He's hallucinating. Maybe he ate some bad meat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bad bags. Right, some of that pet pack shit yeah. at the bar, uh, but yeah, he he has like these weird dreams and like, uh, and he ends up waking up and there's like a horde of wild boar that attacks him, led by the titular Razorback, and uh, he runs from him for a while, and then he ends up finding like a windmill and he climbs up it and falls asleep and then it like tr- transitions. He cleverly to... straps himself to it. He oh, ends up yeah. like old Fred and Tremors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd be proud of that. Mm-hmm. And he strips himself to it. I'm assuming so that like if he falls asleep, he doesn't fall off. Yeah, and then it shows him like the next shot is kind of like he's sleeping and he's just sort of hanging there, <laughs> hanging I, out. Could you guys? I could sleep <laughs> like that. Could you guys sleep like that? No. I mean, maybe if I was, if I was being... tired enough. I mean, I, I wouldn't like to, but I feel like maybe if you're in that situation where you're being chased by a wild boar and like you're all fucking strung you... out in the middle of the outback. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even like tie himself up there though it's like he maybe one of his arms you know like yeah, if i was gonna arm. do it i feel like maybe you tie it like around your midsection so you could still like i think all know, he had was lean that your piece head of leather bit. or whatever it was he had a real bernie lomax thing going on just now when he did that i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool uh but i love when he wakes up the the pigs like have like figure out like hey he's awake <laughs> time to knock down the windmill yeah <laughs> yeah that was the weirdest part of the whole movie is when the pigs were talking to each other. It threw me. <laughs> and, then, me out. and then being from Iowa, we know that that reservoir of quote-unquote water Ugh. is festering with hog piss, shit, oh and my carcasses. God. I can't even imagine. Small bacterial crop, your peeing hole, oh. your meat bag like hole. Just being <laughs> close to it, but he falls into it. And then you're kind of like, oh, shit. But then the boar all stand and look at him. And he's like, hi, you fuckers don't know how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. And he yells at them for a while. And then, like, a dead one just, like, pops out of the water. And so, yeah, like, they knock down the windmill. And we get uh, a moment where all the, the, we'll call them, like, medium to small boars all run off because uh, they, they hear something or something spooks them. And I thought it was just because he was swearing at them and telling them yeah. they couldn't swim, and they were like, oh. It wasn't until later <laughs> yeah. when he says something big came that I realized that's what actually was happening. I thought he was talking about his own hog. Yeah, yeah, that's what came. <laughs> and so then it's, so he starts walking through the... This part is very dreamlike. This, where he, he yeah. And it's funny that on the Blu-ray, it's like the opening screen. But at first, it looks like he's walking through like the Sahara Desert, and then it's like a salt field in Utah, with and there's this one shot, dude. I took a picture of that crack. You guys know what I'm talking. I don't need to show it to you, <clears throat> but yeah, there's just this like matte painting <sighs> yeah. of a crack that's comical. It looks like the cover awesome. of an album or something. Yeah, and well, it's uh, like he walks like a Dolly painting, something like 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 similar Dolly. Like, it like, reminds me of like the uh, like the lightning flashes in Creepshow. Yeah. yeah. 
It's it's Ooh. very manufactured. Which isn't bad. It's kind of a fun moment, but at the same time, is this like re is it is it like really happening? Yeah. Or is it supposed yeah, to be a dream? Very cartoony. Yeah, you're like, is this movie just like going to another level? Or like you know, like what's happening? And then he finds himself at the farm that earlier they were driving past when he was in the car with the the, the bogan dudes. <laughs> and they said something to the effect of like Eh, if you want to get your fucking knob wall over there, yeah, this is a good place to go, right? And uh, he's like, oh, really? Well, what is sack dipped. He, he literally says to them something like, he says something to them like, what do you mean? Like, and you're like, well, you know. Fucking buddy, buddy. And so, yeah, it's like this kind of white farm that they drove past earlier. He walks in, and there's like this like beautiful woman taking a shower in the sunlight and he's just like because ah, he's been walking across like eight different so this is my note is about the shower scene you go for it oh yeah so I just copy and paste this off IMDB but oh it says uh, although is it Arky White Whiteley Whitley yeah yeah okay I know how to pronounce her last name Initially signed on for a shower scene in this movie, a week before it was meant to be filmed, she backed out, claiming that she was not ready to do a nude scene. It was up to designer and makeup man Bob McCarran to convince her to change her mind. For this, he took an unusual tactic. As he learned that she was determined not to appear nude, McCarran then hired a body double to appear in the nude scene. Uh, when next speaking to Whiteley, he let slip that he had seen the body double naked to make sure she was right for the shoot. Whiteley was curious and asked what the actress was like. McCarran said she was fine, but there was a slight cellulite problem around the hips. <laughs> Whiteley then decided that rather than be mistaken for such, she would do the nude scene herself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, and her name is, it's not Beth, it's Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, and she was she was in the movie earlier, but they didn't point it out. There's no, like, real, she doesn't say anything. She's, She's in, the, in truck. the truck with yeah. Jake. Which is how you would know later she would like calls them yeah. and they hang out. There were clues. <laughs> Already was... fucked Nate's weenus, then smoked and took a nap. Passing <laughs> out, dude. And then like a dumbass, he I mentions Beth up. immediately when she wakes him up. <laughs> after all that. How do you know about her? And she's like, Yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of people around here don't agree with her. And it's like, what <laughs> she works in like you know, trying to like figure out the patterns of these the migrations of animals. And She's stuff. like a farmer wouldn't, scientist. Wouldn't mm -hmm. she also kind of be sympathetic to some of that stuff? Yeah, but sure. she acts like she is completely not. She's like, oh, I didn't quite agree with him. What is that bloody ass bath over here? I don't know. None of your Australian bits are going to be like. <laughs> anywhere you're not gonna be able to understand them you're not supposed to <laughs> it says you when they talk you can't understand them. this is gonna be the most respected episode by all of our australian <laughs> listeners like fucking marbles in your mouth for some reason episode 22 did really well in australia <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere thanks oh and, man yeah so at that point she calls jake and uh, Jake comes over because, oh, no, 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 we left out a really cool shot. 
He's like, I saw a rib. She's like, yeah, well, back in the come on no, it's, it's when he, it's when he first wakes up. He taps her oh, on the back. The American World and from London. And when she scene. turns yeah. around, she has <laughs> the Razorback face. Mm-hmm. It was a pig man, Jerry. Yeah, it was a pig man, pig woman, woman, woman. And then it's almost like a double wake up scene. And then he taps her again, and it's her. Oh, you're that babe I saw, Sharon. But then she calls Jake. Jake comes over. Is like, how big was it? Where'd you bloody see the thing? And then he's like, going out on the hunt. He wants to take the razor back down himself. He's fucking hell bent that it's got to be him. He's got, you know. And Sarah's like, yo, 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 listen. Balances. Take my tracker darts with you. Please take my tracker drive. At least tag it so we know where it's going. I don't want to tag it off before you kill it. I want to kill it. I want to hang its hide out in front of the bar so everybody knows. Roll the rest of me. You got to trail up at the oh, end a little yes. bit. <laughs> I, I, I love. Is that how Australians do it? They just start. Shouting things and then walk away yeah. mid sentence. <laughs> yes. Fucking <laughs> bloody bugger. Uh, oh, wow. So, Hashtag Jake's Vengeance. <laughs> Razorback to <dude>, Jake's Vengeance. <laughs> Jake's back, even though he blatantly might not be alive. Uh, he comes back. His ghost comes back to kill Carl in New York. Yeah. <laughs> nothing new, there's no razor. The legend of Curly's Gold. Yes. Jake's. Which I that's why this had the city slickers connection <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows Jake like the next scene is Jake like shooting a small pig, I'm assuming, to <laughs> eat at his campfire. Fuck you, pig. And we come back to six pack of Foster's guy. Um, oh yes. Who um who's do what do you think he's doing? Uh, he's like watching Mr. Ed drinking a six some pack beer. of fucking Foster's, watching <laughs> yeah. late night TV, laughing his ass off. So but this he, scene is awesome though. yes like it's like these again i feel like these are reshoots because how just weirdly placed in the movie they are but i love that you know it the razorback comes back for the bait he set up the night before which was like a chain in a carcass and he had the chain tied to his house yeah to catch it right and all of a sudden it's like he made the mistake of putting shaking. it on the side that the tv was on yes <laughs> he's watching his fucking tv and suddenly the whole half of his living room just fucking takes off with the razorback which apparently has its own electricity yeah because yep. the tv stays on as it's easily this 100 is the, feet away this is the obvious jaws nod right here it's like it could be the scene where it takes the dock off yeah. or the barrels it would have been kind of cool had the house or the television turned around and started coming back towards <laughs> the house <gasps> <laughs> Come back with my baby! <laughs> Wait, why is why is all of a sudden this dude from fucking Australia turns out he's from Arkansas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was an American that moved here. That's so why he had all that American money. All oh, right, was more money over there, and that's why mm-hmm. he's the one place that has electricity and, yeah. and beer. And now he doesn't. The conversion rate must be really he connected well. a hunk of meat. To the side of his house. <laughs> Other than uh, Sarah seems to have a nice house because yeah, she got left it from her family or whatever. I mean, it has drapes. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No fa- cu- I didn't see any Fosters there though. So when they cut back to her place is when then she startles Carl when he's showering outside. <laughs> Whoa! And she's then, like, oh, "You have a small penis." And it's then she sack. explains <laughs> that she tags bag. pigs and that she sees bigger penises on those pigs <laughs> than she does on him. 
a full grown human man. You got a baby dick too? If she said the line, you have a baby dick too, that'd be just the best line in the movie. Dude, I thought I missed something. I was like, just looking through my notes, like, did that happen? Is there a baby dick line? If she just walked up and she goes, huh, you have a baby dick too. But because she's like, how you have a baby dick too? Yeah, I was a baby dick. Oh man! Right out around like that. Then she, she gives, she gives him like just the random dialogue to kind of explain something's amiss in town. Like uh, she's saying about the, there's been unusual behavior in the hogs lately. <laughs> Something called him to become more aggressive and then begin kind of like the young. And there's a moment there where I thought we were gonna get a scene like we were discussing earlier because that fucking computer, quote unquote <laughs> computer, has this like, oh there it is. And it's It's like, dude, are you sitting in your house all day with that fucking noise? She feels real badass. Yeah. But she's doing it to help pay for the farm because she needs to make ends meet, apparently. And we cut back to that windmill poop puddle, and Jake spots the beast. And his dogs attack some random boar, and then Jake nails that razor back with the with one of those tracking darts or whatever, and it runs off. It also like flips over a trough or something, like I'm not really sure what happens there when it shows up and so something just like launches into the air. Okay, so <clears throat> first of all, Sarah explains to him that the boars are becoming ravenous. Oh, I said that, but I said it like crazy. an Australian, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. didn't understand. <laughs> because they're coming, becoming crazy. Then it cuts to Jake, and he's kind of like, he's there's no window, but he's peeping through binoculars. Hell yeah! On the the boars that are all kind of around this this drinking pond because he knows that they have to come back there every once in a while to get a drink. When he's panning around, all of a sudden he sees behind what I first thought was a wagon, but later realized was some sort of trough. Yeah. It's like a, Oh, I thought it was like a push cart or something. Was it a hog trough? It, it could have also been like a, a hog cart or a cart that got rained in or something, but right, either yeah. way he, you can see of course the head, was it full of piss? <laughs> you can see the head. It was yellow for sure. Right. And then there, you can see the back, and he looks at it, and it zooms in on his face. He goes, Jesus wept. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the second best movie with that line, because <laughs> we all know what the first one is, Hellraiser. Blah, fuck it. How right that at? So then he sends his dogs over to kind of rustle up the hogs, and at this point, the Razorback chucks the bin, we'll call it, up into the air, Full of piss, and uh, Jake gets a couple shots off. He gets uh, a few where he lands them. It doesn't seem to do much other than make the hog do the, like the, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, it fucking squeals a bit, right? Um, so yeah, that happens, and he get the last thing before it gets over the hill while it's going. I don't know, like one footstep a minute like it's not moving that fast there's no reason he couldn't go running after no, it. it moves pretty fucking slow um every scene earlier it goes fast but when it shows like a body it's going slow he gets a dart in right at that point like last last ditch effort so uh then jake casts a footprint bigfoot style and says, like, now Dog they're all going to... Dog will bleed me now! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go back to uh, the scene. The next scene is at Sarah's place where there's this computer zoom. This is when you have all the computer noises Pew. you're talking about. Pew. Pew. Oh, there is one thing before that. Uh, 
after Jake makes that little casting, there's also a shot of him just digging into fucking oh, yeah. Razorback shit. And he yeah. finds old Sarah. This is where he finds Sarah's ring, right? Yeah, because yeah. then he goes Sarah. back to the farm Beth. and he gives the Beth. car. He's like, Sorry about your bad luck, Dad. He just fucking slapped it down on the table. Just <laughs> yeah. a handful of pig shit. Uh. <laughs> I, see, and I thought he was digging in mud, but again, it, I don't it's, it's Razorback dropping for yeah. sure. It's it's just to let the audience know for sure that bitch is dead. Is that like a thing he does normally? Like just looking for just trinkets? looking for bits of his nephew or his grandson. <laughs> yeah. They might still be shitting him out. Yeah. That's his favorite toy car right there. <laughs> <laughs> the Razorback ate everything in the kids' room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking Game Boy here. <laughs> Game Boy didn't exist in nineteen eighty four, sorry guys. Uh, but yeah, then he, yeah, so I like he goes back to the house and he gives Carl the ring. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, mate. That, that, that he'd given Beth, and then he starts grieving Remus. He's like, She went missing the day of our anniversary, and I gave her this ring before she left. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even want to go, and I told her to go. She's six weeks pregnant. <laughs> so he, he lost not only his future wife, possibly, but his kid. Brutal, dude. <laughs> Hashtag Jake's vengeance. Because um, he goes off and he says once again that he wants to take the bloody fire thing down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And yeah, then this is where she says, like, I your wife seems like, nice. We'll go camping North Boundary and wait for Razorback. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, this is where Sarah says, like, I knew, I, I talked to Beth. We did, I didn't like her ideas. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now I know the ring has been found. Carl is going to get it on. Yeah. Get also, not a on. great time to say that you didn't like his bitch wife. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Why would you say that? Like, seconds after he's confirmed that she's dead. Yeah. Well, it's... Uh, yeah. I mean, she sucked and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, Sarah's, like, on the radio talking about how um, Jake's gone off the camp of the North Boundary. And the... Uh, the the Boogans brothers, Benny and Dicko, <laughs> they hear the transmission and they hear Sarah suggesting them like that. Jake knows about what happened to that Beth Winters lady, so they take it as like, oh fuck, he knows something that's gonna you know implicate them. Yeah. So then, uh, but then we go back to Sarah's, and that's when she lets Carl know he can stay as long as he'd like. And he tell he's like, no, that's cool. I'm gonna be going back in the morning. Uh, and then we cut to the brothers, and they are heading to Jake's campsite to silence him. Uh, they, they get wait. there, and they knock his ass out, and they break his break legs. His no, legs. no, no, no. Rushing along, rushing oh, along. Okay, yeah. They wake him up <laughs> with a shotgun to his face. Oh, yeah. And all you were working at, all you were living And what they what's say is... what's happening right now. What they say is... One fart and you're a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they get him up. They, dude, I want to fucking rob a gas station tonight <laughs> just so I can save him. Let's go. <laughs> they, they say a bunch of shit to him. Um, you know, he would obviously think there's a good chance he's going to get murdered right now. But then uh, they knock him out and bust his fucking legs up so that when he wakes up, he's just, yeah. 
little hobbling. He wakes up like Jim Carrey in When Nature Calls. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) Jake sends his best dog out to tell Sarah what is going on, or at least to let her know, because she would Uh, recognize the dog. It's a real lassie moment. He's like, go get Sarah, go get Sarah. (laughs) And she just takes off down the highway. And here's the second bummer dog sequence coming oh, up. Oh, dude. Yeah, and then it cuts the Sarah dropping Carl off at a bus stop. That's just a sign that says bus stop in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the desert yeah. or whatever. And then um, and the Bogans, who are riding down the road slamming that rum still. And they see the dog and like, hey, look at that dog there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Mad Max guy was like, we got to have a dog in here. But I like they run, but they don't even know it's Jake's dog. It just shows how extra. It's not that it's evil. They're killing the dog. It's extra evil. They. It's not even that they're doing it out of fear for like the implication. They're just like, hey, look at that! And, and they run that fucking dog. And the one guy even yeah. says, he goes, "Why'd you do that?" And he's like, well, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> fucking bloody fella, was that? Uh, but, but Jake then, manages to pull himself. Through the mud shit. Through the mud shit into what's kind of like an outhousey shanty thing. Yeah. Um, and the pigs, again, like earlier, after trying to like actively slam the door open to get in, which is something my dogs do to get in the house, um, they run off scared. Be- because who is here? Big Daddy Razorback. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Rawhead Rex this time. Oh, man. Uh, oh, then, but, but, but then they also, like, while that's happening, they cut the Sarah, and she's, like, driving back all, like, is happy. She dropped Carl off the bus stop, and then she sees the dead dog, and she's like, <gasps> so she just pulls a Yui and goes right back to the bus stop, like, get in the car! Yeah. Um, and, yeah, then the Razorback comes in and fucking tears that shack up, shit but out it of Jake. doesn't really show it, in my version. Uh. In the Warner home video version. Yeah. Nor on the Blu-ray, but the delete scene in the Blu-ray has an insane shot. Did you watch the delete scenes on there? I I don't have the Blu-ray. Oh, okay. There's a there's a shot of just the Razorback's mouth crushing his head, and it's awesome. Are you serious? It's like, yeah, it's super gnarly. We're gonna have to. Why see would that? you get rid of that? Yeah, I know. It um, really ties the room together. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Totally like a rug. God damn. Um. But then soon after that, Sarah and Carl discover his remains in the shack. And delete scene of that as well, when they find his remains, they show his fucking mangled hamburger face with maggots and shit. Oh, there's already maggots? Yeah, Yeah. man. It literally just happened. (laughs) I would think in the desert especially, it'd take longer because it's dry. These are those Australian maggots. This scene, though... <laughs> they fall out of the sky when they smell blood. It's not this, but, like, it happens right around this time, though, when they when they show that fucking car, and it takes, a like, a hard turn, and it almost fucking flips over. Did you see this at <laughs> yeah. all? Like, it's literally on two wheels for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. When she spins around to go back to the bus stop? No, it's right after uh, that. Is it when she gets the posse? Because um, no. I love this shit coming, because it's so goofy, kind of, but... Uh, so, okay, so after that, as then the remains, Carl suspects the brother's involvement in Jake's death because he also knows his, like, a the thing on the ground. on the ground. Like, I remember that because they almost hit me with that when I killed that kangaroo. Yeah. Um, so he heads to their redneck bat cave uh, while <laughs> she uh, goes to start up a posse. Yeah. Right? Like, fucking Halloween kill style. Yeah. Like, let's go wrangle up the bar. This is one of my, even though there's nothing happening in like... Razorback dies tonight! Yeah. <laughs> Razorback dies tonight! And but this... people are like, Razorback, do it tonight! Yeah. <laughs> I got a Razorback, Razorback, Razorback. Razorback. 
knife. <laughs> I can kill him in a bloody blender. It's a still shot. This is like one of the coolest uh, things in the movie, I think, is when she goes to the bar and it's shot from one end of the bar and all you can see is like all the dudes in a row lined up with their shotguns yeah. on the table. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when they're Sweet. all running out. As well, and, and then the bartender doesn't have a car anymore, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> he's just like, That's the it. scene that needed Benny Hill music all sung. <laughs> but then he jumps on that camel yeah. and heads <laughs> out. Yeah, which I love that his the camel has camel. a fucking boombox strapped to it. The camel's right. ready to go. It's like, I ate fucking 12 Coke cans today. Let's go, guys. <laughs> yeah. Got all the energy. Uh, so Carl, um, shows up at uh, Benny and Dicko's little place their their redneck cave and he chases benny uh all around and benny ends up finding uh falling down a mine shaft and uh he confesses uh that his brother dicko is the one that you know tried to frighten and carl's like kicking rocks down at yeah, him like, and he really wants dirt in his eyes like tell me the truth or i'll fucking drop you you know it's like batman intimidation mm-hmm. but Swear then me but then when he gets the chance to hit it, he's like, uh, he stops himself, but then he fucking falls yeah. anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's Canadian. He's not a murderer. Right. <laughs> he's he's pretty sorry about it. Uh, But yeah, he's like, he's a good fighter. I didn't want to do anything. He's like, but you were there and you didn't stop her. You know, right. Stop, you know, whatever. Uh, and then Carl heads to the their illegal pet food plant. Uh, the pet pack. Yeah. Pet pack. Reminds me of Pit Pat. Pat, Pat, Pat. Pat, Pat. Yeah. Pat, Pat. Everybody, it's Pit Pat. It's Pit Pat. And uh, Carl ends up confronting Dicko at Pet Pack, who tries to push Carl into like a giant meat grinder and uh, <laughs> bring it back to Arnold. Uh, and then he tries to run, and Carl chases Dicko down uh, in the brother's own truck. And Dicko has like a stupid Davy Crockett hat on. No, <laughs> he's like, this is my killing hat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before he can ex- exact his revenge, the Razorback shows up. And uh, then the Razorback chases Dicko, and Carl chases the Razorback. <laughs> and then the Razorback corners Dicko in, like, a little, like, like rocky area. In a kill corner. And eats the fuck out of him. I said, like, just run his ass fucking over like he did with the dog, or like you know he had something <laughs> to do with, like, at least fucking with yeah. your wife. Just because he didn't rape her didn't mean he didn't try. Yeah, dude. You know, Straight just up. run him over. Uh, when uh, Dicko gets eaten by the Razorback, there's more deleted scene of that too, where they spend a lot of time showing the Razorback like gobbling up his leg. So he's like, Aah! being shook around by his leg, and it like pulls him up into the mouth. Oh man! Yeah, it's like, where's that gore, baby? Give me that yeah. gore. Uh, and then after it eats Dicko, it uh, the we sh- they show that the posse is like retired to the bar. Well, before that, <laughs> they're they, like, they're like, we saw a pig and it wasn't a Razorback. Let's all yeah. go get drunk. And she's like, wait, what the fuck, guys? Can I get you guys? She, she keeps having to call him and try to get him to come back. I'm like, no way. <laughs> like, come it's on, been guys. a long day. Yeah. We, we looked for like we 30 did, minutes. We come did on. that once already. Yeah. She's like, I do have a tracker and I can see it's over by the pet pack. They're like, ah, fuck that. We're all drunk now. Um, since so she heads the pet pack. Uh, where Carl's just being terrorized by the Razorback, which has fucking broke its way into the dog food factory. Uh, <laughs> well, before that, <laughs> did we even mention that Carl's dumbass fucking tips the truck over? No. They're getting ready. So this uh, right before before he ends up back inside. <clears throat> yeah. He's like, he's in their Mad Maxi vehicle, and he starts driving away, oh, and he yeah. just like dumps it over. Yep. Oh, shit. So he has to run back into the kangaroo slaughterhouse for no reason. 
<laughs> the kangaroo slaughterhouse. <laughs> and then don't mind me, uh, I'll be in inside the kangaroo slaughterhouse. Carl is in the kangaroo slaughterhouse as the razorback bursts through a window, which is a pretty good <laughs> shot. Again, we see a lot of the face. Lots of great shots of its head. It chases him up to a ledge, which looked kind of like a, a fire escape, and he climbs up that, which all seems to be pretty sturdy. At which which point he starts chucking bottles at the yeah, that'll definitely back. kill it. Yeah, hundred percent. And a barrel, he throws a barrel at it. It could be like fucking waste, Donkey it? Kong. Eighties. I mean, <laughs> oh yes. Someone needs to make a bootleg of Donkey Kong that's Razorback. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> you're trying to get. You're up. playing as Razorback, and Carl's at the top yeah. throwing barrels. <laughs> That'd be a good hack. Yeah, dude. And the girl, the princess, is Sarah. You know. Um, Somehow the Razorback manages to knock down this steel reinforced bridgeway thing and this is like right when sarah arrives and she just keeps yelling carl's name and he's like oh shit it all happened <laughs> yeah he's like he knows that the razorback's gonna hear that and uh so he that's when he starts to kind of like run over and then it collapses yeah and then he somehow gets outside to guide her into the factory yeah then he leaves the fucking door open though but before that we get this really cool shot of like the razorback's eye blinking i don't know if you <laughs> caught that but i thought that was cool <laughs> remind me of Jurassic park yeah <laughs> Something's Spanish. frightening in the dark. <laughs> a razorback is running wild. Blind right back in the wall. Oh, you're going to say? Oh, you're going to say? Oh, you're going to say? I'm going to say. Pack. Right down at that pet pack. When in doubt. Uh. Uh, then the beast just chases him around. Well, then he guys are in the factory, and but you don't really see what happens. And Chick runs off, and you hear like, ah! and it's like, oh, I guess she got eaten. Yeah, yeah. she's fucking. You just dead. assume it happened off you know, camera, it's deleted like, scene or it's something. Like they show us that apparently. Carl must have been cool. at this point hanging from some pipe. Oh yeah, I, I don't even know how he gets on the pipe. He's like, I'll just fucking hide up here. Oh shit, <laughs> yeah. it broke. And then he proceeds to then stab the Razorback with that pipe, and it keeps walking towards him. It's a pretty good scene where the Razorback's coughing blood up all over him. Gets him in the yield undercarriage there. <laughs> like was foreshadowed in the scene quite earlier. <laughs> About 68 minutes ago. <laughs> but I do love it coughing blood all over his face. I thought that was great. There's a lead scene where that happens for longer. And it's like, yes, it keeps coughing blood on him. But I love the part where he's like, come on, you scumbag. You want me? <laughs> And it just made me think of ghost hunters. Like, that. come at me, bro. <laughs> if you're even like, a ghost, you have the balls to haunt me. I don't know. You think you're some kind of razorback? Go ahead and spook me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll fucking take you on, dude. But he's like standing on a conveyor belt, and like the fucking razorback runs into an electrical box, which makes all the machines turn on in the factory. Which Good thing he could guess that would happen. Very convenient for Carl, and he's like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. So then he leads it to the meat grinder. The meat grinder! That dicko <laughs> tried to kill him in earlier. Get in there. Get in the meat grinder. <laughs> your dog food. He doesn't My say that. My cat's going to eat your dumbass. Why didn't he have a good one-liner about, like, your dog food or something, you know? Like, something cool. There could have been some badass one-liner here. But he gets wait, wait, chopped you know, all the fuck up, and there's blood and meat spraying everywhere. He everyone. had, come at me, you scumbag. You want me? Oh, yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> well, it's weird when it goes into the meat grinder. There's a big cloud of smoke and some chunks of meat. It's like, why yeah. was there a bunch of blood spraying? Why Why a cloud of smoke come out of the razorback? Was razor the razorback, like, super high? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like all the weed smoke. It was just, hey, it's like Scooby-Doo. It was just Cheech and Chong inside a little animal suit the whole time. Yeah. Oh, hey, and, man. And sorry how, about that. How Carl avoids... <laughs> Getting caught into the meat grinders by hanging on a pig that's hanging on a hook, <laughs> squeezing it. For dear life. Yeah. 
Um, and then after it's dead, uh, he walks up to, um, he's like on his way out and he discovers Sarah, who's all tangled up in chains, hanging upside down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Oh no. And then he gets her down. He's like, oh no. But then she's alive. She wakes up and they end the movie with them having a smile and a warm embrace. (laughs) Roll credits. That's where like it need like a song like when you're in the eyes of the razor band. You know, like, like <laughs> Look out cause he's coming and he's super huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> piss again, sorry. He's pissing again, pissing my friend. On the razor back podcast. <laughs> 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 Crossfire! <laughs> I love it. The best is like crossfire, crossfire, crossfire. Crossfire by Melton Bradley. You're gonna you know? be super fucking stoked on this game. Yeah, dude, play I... some of the deleted scenes. If that's an option. Oh yeah, yeah. You can watch those while we're waxing intellectual about our scores. Yes. Um... Oh shit. I'm oh so sorry, it littered littered the couch right. with. Uh... My so, notes. favorite line, I feel like the two lines you played, Nate, are the best lines in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but are they lines or are they I mean, they're long, sentences. But, but they're still probably the lines. Yeah. If I had to just do one thing, probably just the, you know, there are two states of being, dangerous or dead. You know. I like the line. The really long one he says up front is awesome. The, uh, the answer to the interview. Yeah. I like the, uh, you wouldn't know a difference between a cattle prod and a pool cue, even though he's not from Australia. That guy's actually from America. Um, but uh, the idea that he thinks that she would pick up a pool cue and start jabbing a cow with it, hoping to cattle prod it. Uh, but now I'm a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> okay, sorry. What's your favorite line in the movie, Hogan? Uh, I have it written down. What was it about? It was about farting. There was a fart line? No, it wasn't about farting. It was about the burger. Oh, if you fought your burger. That? Yeah, what the fuck did he say? You have oh, it written down. I, I do. Uh, you don't have it written down? And it's your favorite line? Jeez. Well, I didn't write it as a favorite line. It's like mixed up yeah. in the middle of my notes. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, yeah. One fart and you're a hamburger. I don't even know what the fuck that means. You want some of that, Hogan? It means... You're just going to be blown to shit, I guess. That if you make a sound, <laughs> I'm going to blow you to pieces. <laughs> like a hamburger. If you shot someone point blank that the shotgun their face, I think you'd have some right. hamburger-esque material. Minced meat. Uh, which one was your favorite line, Nate? Book you cattle prod. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite kill is the wife. Uh, I, I mean, when she gets it, it's... It's the most intense. The editing's great. Like the the shots you see of the Razorback, it's scary and super. Like you don't want scene, her to die. Yeah, because she's it's, a pretty it nice catch person. You off guard. It's it's just cool. Like that's a that's an awesome one. Um, so yep. that'd be my favorite kill. Uh, I'm gonna say the same, uh, but I don't know that I would have said that before. But now that I think about it, I definitely had the most invested in that kill, like emotionally. Like I was actually. Like worried for her, didn't want her to die. Yeah. As opposed to 
anybody but Jake, pretty much, that dies. It's like, yeah, I get him. Well, and after you watch the delete, these delete scenes that we have playing right now on the TV. Um, yeah, how do you judge it, a kill? It's I obvious guess. how the other kills suffered the most in editing, you know? Yeah, hers stayed in, whereas the others were edited down. Even though you don't even see anything, it's so pretty intense, like, especially with her face is, like, pressed up against the window and shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like she's trying to escape, but there's nowhere to fucking go. Right. Would well, you say that was your favorite kill, too, then, Hogan? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, then, the big question, out of one to five frights, how many frights do you give it? So, are we doing, like, okay, so we've got, like, are there point fives, if point you two fives, it, If or? you want to give it... I think 0.5 is all you can give it. Okay. I think you look like when, like old reviews with this three stars, they wouldn't be like 1.5, 1.2 stars. It'd be like you know, one and a half or one, you know. It's like, sure. You know. So see, the reason I ask is this is one that I would want to give a 2.75. Ah. Because I don't think it's quite a three based on what we've given threes to. It's not a 2.5 or a two. So that's why I kind of want to give it a 2.75. I think you have to give it half. So yeah. I, I guess I'll just have to go 2.5. So I'm stuck somewhere in the middle, too. I feel the exact same way. So, I like it a lot. I don't want anyone to think I wouldn't watch this again or that they shouldn't watch this. But I would give it a three if there were more fog. If all the scenes. <laughs> yeah. If their fog budget was higher and there was the scenes Some that we drinking, just maybe. saw. Perhaps a rusty window cage. You know what? They kind of did have a rusty window cage in the back of Jake's truck in a way. It was a window cage, just a cage. Sorry, that doesn't count. Never mind. Yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. No window. But Not, it had a window cage. It was a rusty vehicle cage. So you're saying two and a half? You're both saying two and a half? Is that? I don't know what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. I, I, thought, I, he, I thought he agreed with you. I would have given it a hard three if those deleted scenes that we just saw were in the actual movie. Gore. If that extra yeah. gore was in there, I'd be like, dude, this is... Because most Animal Attacks movies, I don't know how many our listeners have watched, it but there's is a, a no, lot of them. This is the first time we've done a killer animal movie on, on the show, yeah. on the Fright Zone. There's your obvious stuff. You got your Jaws. You got your Grizzly. There's like, lots of deep cuts. But I'm, I'm probably going to go wrong. lower. Like I'm probably going to say two. Yeah. Like It's hard for me to not compare it to Jaws because there's so many things <laughs> that are noticeably there. Yeah to compare it to and so when you're watching it like a lot of times i'm i'm always like we should watch jaws after this right like that's what always happens in the barbershop and then i'm always like enjoying that more <laughs> yeah you're right. you know should have just watched jaws right oh man i was fucking uh waiting for the kids to come out of school i was talking to another parent and they're like oh man i watched jaws the no no it wasn't no, no, no. I just remembered who it was. They don't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Sorry, I mix up people I randomly talk to that aren't like the people I talk to all the time. <laughs> I was going to pick up the kids. They were at the grandparents' house. Emily's parents, or like specifically her dad, says, yeah, we watched Jaws. Ha <laughs> ha, those special effects. Ha 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 And I'm like, what? And I'm just like... Oh, like, it was just, it looks so fake. And I'm just like, okay, like, you're talking shit on some movies made in the late 70s about, like, sharks. It's awesome. It's an awesome movie. Like, everything about it's great. That movie's incredible. But, it but still you, holds up. I think, I, this is what I said. I go, I, I think it still holds up. I mean, up. most of the shots of Bruce still look There's some shots that look better than others, but, like, even 
even in Jaws, when the shark doesn't look like a real shark, I still think it looks really fucking spooky. There's something that's unsettling about it, and I think it's because it's actually out, on the, out in the ocean, but, like, there's just something about it coming out of the water that is just... Un, it's weird. I like, it's shit scary. in the last couple of years that looks, like... Worse. Horrible. Yeah. That looks like a video game character coming out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to mention, you know, like I didn't have time to talk to him about this that much, but it's like, what about like the amazing acting in it and like the great Jaws story? Is a great film. And, yeah, right. like you're just gonna harp on the fact that like, oh, I could tell the f- shark was fake. Of course, the sh- you think they trained a great white shark to do that? You can't do that. It's a shark, dude. <laughs> and if you could, it'd be frowned upon. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> it's like straight up like we Jaws, Jaws in the outback. I was listening to a podcast about Jaws. I didn't know this. You probably knew this, Nate. But Jaws was the first Laserdisc that was ever released. I did not know that. I should know that. I now know that. (laughs) I did not know that. I should know that. I now know that. (laughs) So I'll tell you what. My frights for this movie. I was getting this two frights. And uh, I wrote down what I was going to say because I wanted to make sure I didn't get too too out here. So I'll tell you what. You want to cry. I'll tell you what, I'm getting yeah. this. I was like, we're about to get. <laughs> oh, maybe it's the movie. Maybe we're about to get a Will Smith speech here. Yeah. Keep your razor back out of your motherfucking mouth. Uh, so, okay, I'll tell you what. I'm giving this two frights. That said, if it didn't have such beautiful cinematography, I would give this a hard one. Um, I don't understand how a movie this dumb could look so good. Right. And um, there's scenes in this movie that are legitimately beautiful to look at. Like, next level filmmaking cinematography like there's some beautiful shots <laughs> and uh <laughs> no but but that's why this movie is good to me is because it's a joy to look at but the, the gore stripped out and the um, like the blues and everything oh, yeah, it's really color, cool the color palette's awesome it's so surreal um but man if you pulled out that visual stuff this would be a real stinker i think you know what i mean so it's like so that said if it's just because i think it looks good i feel like that's not enough for me to push it higher because like it is good i would rewatch it but it's you talk about rewatchability a lot and stuff too and like i think three is usually like the pretty like this is rewatchable someone came over and said they'd never seen it you're definitely gonna throw it in i might watch this once a year now that we've like really given it the overlook yeah it's good it it has mood. But it's not necessarily a party movie. It's not necessarily a movie you would be like. It's not that dude's shirt. That's a party. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like it's not some, like some kind of like you're you're gonna be like you've never seen Ramare? We're watching that right now. You know, yeah, you've yeah. never seen like you know. It's not Return of the Living Dead or. I mean, something. I would watch. I would watch Nine Seven Six Evil over this. I think even you know like I mean, there's stuff that I think's more like you haven't seen that. Let's watch it right now. This yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say because I think some people watch it like this is boring. Like because we all like movies, I think like some of that. Being enamored with the cinematography and stuff overwrites some other aspects of it. But it's like, it's not a gore fest. It doesn't have a very big kill count. Um, there's not a ton of memorable lines. The acting's not particularly great. It just looks great. If they would have know? gone more down the road, like if the storyline, I think, would have gone more down the road of like Moby Dick in a way and like focused more on the Jake, Jake. character. Yeah. yeah. You didn't need Carl like, to come over. That would have been no. really fucking cool. It's weird. It becomes Carl's story more when it starts with Jake. I'm with you. Like it feels like they put him in like the backseat in a weird way. Right. Because Carl is Quint or you, Jake is Quint. You yeah. fucking open with Sorry. him, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I said Carl. Yeah. It's strange to me. He's like Quint, but like Jaws doesn't start with Quint. You know what I mean? 
Like it's like it's like the movie. Well, Carl is like, curious. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like he's not. You know. Yeah. Jake's like Brody and you know Quint. Yeah. And then yeah, it's like well, this movie is Dreyfus' movie now. You know. Like, <laughs> I found a review that says. So first of all, the the title of the review. Where'd you find the review? This IMDb. Okay. Uh, seven out of ten stars. Indeed. Oh, they love the it. The title of the review is just. Pigs! <laughs> <laughs> They're yelling at us already. Film includes many blurry images of boar, white trash that puts rural West Virginia to shame, which is hard, pickup trucks, and a nubile lonely girl who has B cups. <laughs> That's it. Ha cha 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 cha. That's all I mean, it says? I, yeah, I think they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave it a 7 out of 10 for that. That's, you know. Uh, Very giving. Apparently yeah. Spielberg likes this movie, though, a lot. And he thinks it's uh, the second best of the Jaws clones. His first being Piranha. He let, Spielberg thinks Piranha's the best Jaws clone. Um, Which he's not probably. Yeah, that seems right. But he, I'd rather watch Piranha. I would probably give a three. Easy. What about the Piranha 2? The Spawn flying. Man, I, I do love me some Lance Harrison. And I have a soft spot for that movie because it was always on usa and i'd watch it anytime it was on yeah it's fun um but it is admittedly kind of crappy yeah but i i've watched i'd fuck i'd watch that over razorback so i'd give that one a 2.5 huh. <laughs> now because that is it's it's stupid in the way that is more of like we could all put on and like have it on and be like ah this is so ridiculous right, and right. laugh you know so that almost makes it re- more rewatchable whereas this is you know I mean, you could do this like to some extent. But is that I feel the like actual boar behind him? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Still got it. It's on a go kart. Okay, yeah. that's why we don't see anything past the head because it's a car. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Hogan? I was. You could do this. You know, like you're saying, watching Piranha Two, or also. Yeah. Or two also. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh there's just like less happening in this. Yeah. So I think it makes it more difficult, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's beautiful, but give me some more kills. Like, up that kill count. Give me some gore. Do right. me, but nobody do, do lives out. I guess you could have killed any number of rednecks. Well, like, you, you have this guy where it's terrorizing this guy's house, and this seems rambling, certain. He I mean, doesn't what's die. The, either. What's the right. run? Like, yeah, yeah you were saying weird. if he turned it around and came back at yeah, him. Yeah, just or like, okay. give us something, yeah. some more. Like, like, what's, you know? It just like stuff like that. It seemed like missed opportunities. But that scene when it tears away the house, Spielberg loved that scene in particular and called. The director, because he wanted to get the number of the effects guy. He's like, I, I love it. I want to know how you guys did that scene. I want to talk about it. He yeah. wanted so to know how is, they ripped the house off. He thought right. it was an amazing effect. This is an hour yeah. 35. I feel like you could have yeah. cut out 15 minutes. Like, It'd be of just bullshit. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of his walkabout, which yeah. is another Australian term. <laughs> uh, which. Which is wild, though, because that's probably one of the more interesting parts. Yeah. And nothing's know? happening. But you're like, this right. is weird. <laughs> you know, it's Honestly, fun to look at. Cut, I guess. I don't know. I would almost cut Beth's entire fucking story out, and why not just have you know the reporter who's there to report on these kangaroo poachers, who then stumbles upon this fucking story about this guy whose kid or whose grandson was fucking yeah. eaten by a boar. 
You know, yeah. like, why do we need her fucking story? Or, or, or Carl. Or, mean, Carl, or Carl, you, can, you know, still have it. The it could be interchangeable. I don't know. Yeah, whatever yeah. one, just cut that entire story out. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to make it appeal to American audiences. So they had to add something that connected it to here because yeah, yeah. other movies around the same time period that take place 100% in Australia, people don't know about. They're right. definitely not a Warner title. But I mean, we only we only mentioned New York at the very beginning for what? Just long enough to show kids breakdancing. Yeah, right. So like, yeah, do the same thing, but just cut out the, you know, I don't know. It's it's it just seems a little unnecessary. Just it's have totally them send, unnecessary. Just have them send, I agree with you. Have them send the reporter, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to say why I think they did it. Oh. Not yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... not that I think they should have just that, like, you can see why they'd be like, oh, well, maybe like. Oh, they killed one of us. No, like we need to get back at the fucking Razorback. I don't know. Did you watch that not quite Hollywood documentary yet? I don't know. Uh-uh. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of a lot of like Aussie movies in there that I like. They talk about. And I looked for some of them. They're almost impossible to find. But just about that whole era, how they were. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Obviously, trying to rip off like American movies. You know. Put an American flag on the desk, and you're in America. Yep. Hey, you mentioned physical media releases. You want to give us the rundown of the VHS release of this, Nate? Is this the same one you have? Yep. So uh, the U.S. release is a Warner Home Video clamshell, which features art by somebody. Um, <laughs> it has a... Bob, tell him what he's won. I don't think any episode we've said who the specific artist is. So I love that you said this is a box that is art by a person and uh, somebody. Um, Yeah, it's a boar's head. It's got the headlights blasting into the bush. And then on the back, it says a hog wild tale of terror in the Australian outback. Uh, Hogan already read the part about the BLT. Um, and then there's this good line out of the bleak wasteland of beauty and death seen in the road warrior comes Razorback, a horror thriller of snarling savagery director, Russell Mulcahy known for his flashy video work with such premier rock artists as Fleetwood Mac and Duran Duran (laughs) joins cinematographer Dean Semler of Mad Max and the road warrior fame. Hmm. That's where I got that from. Uh, the 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 combine eerie, almost lunar landscapes and blood drenched drama into a fast paced, innovative, and adventure in terror. I will leave the other two paragraphs off here, but you get the idea. <laughs> They're saying it's pretty good. Blood Hell drenched. Yeah. That's it's not. That, that's a definitely stretch. false yeah. advertising. I would say blood muddled. Yeah, <laughs> blood misting. Yeah. Uh, so I have this Blu-ray. So um, this is from Umbrella. Uh. It is not region locked. Uh, I got this. Is it a uh, PAL? It's A, B, and C region. Oh, cool. Um, so you, uh, it's a foreign copy. I think I ordered mine off of, jeez, uh, I've had this for a little bit. I, I don't know. I got this online. I got cheap. So You guys out. might be aware of a thing called Did the internet. Did this out recently? I don't know. This Blu-ray is from, <laughs> from Umbrella Entertainment. Is a uh, region, it's, it's not region locked. Uh, but it is a foreign title, not released in the U.S. Um, cool reversible artwork, presumably by a person as well. Uh, you can reverse it and have the original art. Likely um, a person. It has 
It has really cool special features. Um, you got commentary. You got interviews with the actors. You got the deleted scenes. You got the VHS cut, which apparently is a different edit of the movie, which would make sense because Nate hinted at that earlier when he said the two years later thing was different. But there is a copy of the VHS cut on this too, which is just sourced from the VHS and looks like a tape. So that's cool. Um, you can I like get on Google on Play for real cheap. It's like a dollar ninety nine. Oh yeah, throw that on your Android, yo. Here, watch that on your Samsung, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I thought that was what's this? Pretty is this cool a release. Bootleg. Hey, uh, you guys. So Los Razorback de la Mon. <laughs> Is that Spanish for the Razorback? We gotta get this out because we got a new Patreon person, so we've gotta make some noise. So. Make some noise! Welcome to the Fright Zone. Get in on the Fright Zone rap. I got my whistle out. It's Hogan. He's here. He's out of his hole. He's gonna rip you a new rap hole. I don't know. That was not, I can't rap. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Coming to the desert, um, doing your thing. So, Razorback's up in you. You know it. As you may know, we have a Patreon page. For, uh, you can. Do you need so Artie as to do you it? Uh, as you know, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Take it. I don't know what I was going to say. Just, okay. Just we have a Patreon. So as what, you know, what kind of fright, now... fright zone? What is it? The tier? Oh, we have different tiers. What is this tier? Oh, this person? Yes. Oh, I can tell you that. Wait. Oh, what do you need? I was just. I don't know. I was trying. What to do, do you need from us? I was, so I just want to do an intro thing. Saints about having a Patreon page, and we have a new member, and then shout them out. But, so okay. as you know, we have a Patreon page. Greg, do we have a new patron? We do. So this, uh, we actually do have a new Patreon this month. It is our tenth patron, so that's pretty cool. Um, that's an even number. It is. It's ten. It's a big deal. Thank you for your support. Uh, the shout out for this uh, stalker Frightzonian. Stephanie Sylvester! Sylvester! Uh, Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so hey, much thanks, for your support. Steph. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for being number 10. That's very... That's a, a big thing. Big deal. Number that's 10. That's a good number. It's how many fucking fingers you have. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> if you're missing any fingers, Stephanie, we didn't mean Unless anything. Unless you don't. Then yeah. your toes. Yeah, and hopefully you have all ten toes. Too. If you don't, oh my gosh, then we are embarrassed. But we mean nothing but love for you, Stephanie. Thanks for being an official patron. Uh, if anyone else listening uh, wants to make their Fright Zonian status official, check our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash thefrightzone, or you can access the link on thefrightzone.com. Um, what kind of stuff can you get on there, Greg? Well, <laughs> funny you ask there, Hogan. Hoganomics. <laughs> Boom. Let me break it down for you. So uh, we have various tiers, but uh, you can take a look, see what, what's appealing to you. Uh, we do have a blog. Each one of us tries to make one post a month on the blog. Uh, I'm sure eventually we'll figure out some extra little goodies thrown there, occasional video or two. Um, as you go up in the tiers, you can get physical perks, uh, stickers. Physical uh, perks? Oh. Tell us more. Woohoo! Um. So, sticker packs we send out of different tiers. Beautiful t shirts that Nate has screen printed. They're six color shirts. They are gorgeous. They really are. They're a good looking shirt. No joke. I'm. I'm. Nate. Thank you. Park. Uh, designed by a... That's more colors than it took to get your mom in the sack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not <what>? your mom. <laughs> uh, and the art on the shirt was by who, Hogan? Don't. Uh, I'm no fucking idea. brain farting. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Dry McDraws time. Yeah, Mr. Draws things. They're done by Hex, yeah. Fucking Mr. Draws a lot. Yeah. yeah. AKA Hex, yeah. Hex, you can yeah. find him on Instagram. Dr. Draws. Um, awesome. Uh, we got. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, we got koozies. We got patches. Uh, we got buttons. And. Yard bags. It's springtime. You might miss some leaves in the fall. Where are they going to have to do with those leaves, Nate? You got to fill your yard bags to the brim. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. You got to push those leaves deep down to the bags. Yeah. And they're not going to fill themselves. We all know that. Time and time again, you'll put your yard bags out in the yard, waiting for them to fill up, and they never do. You got to stuff them full, baby. Yeah, you got to get in there and do the, the dirty work, brother. You got to take the leaves. You got to Got to get some of that. If you want to do that, you want you want the waste management people that come to your curb to know that you're different. You're gonna need one of those official Fright Zone yard bags. (laughs) They got Frankenstein on them. Have you ever seen Frankenstein and Lee's yard bagging together? I don't know. I haven't, but you might if you get these yard (laughs) bags. Crazy. (laughs) I sure haven't. (laughs) So, anyways, check our Patreon page, guys. Um, Thanks for listening. Of course, Uh, you know. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, Go get our shirts. Uh, not the Patreon ones. You have to be a Patreon to get that one. But we do have a two-color on the mediacrypt.bigcartel.com site. <laughs> Greg, did I hear that we have some mail? Oh, we do have some mail this episode. So I'm a male. <laughs> so speaking of um, our website, thefrightzone.com. You should check out the Fright Zone. So out. If you are looking for um, Media Crip, our Patreon page, want to just have a quick spot with an embedded player to listen to episodes of the show, um, you should check our website, thefrightzone.com. But also on there, we do have a form. You can send us email. And uh, we did get a couple of emails I wanted to read uh, for you guys this episode because, you know. Um, so here's one. This is from a listener. Uh, can I guess? So, blah. What? Did they send us a recipe? No. They did not send us a recipe. This email uh, <laughs> was sent to us in February. Oops. <laughs> it was in our junk mail. It's the all, and I, So then I went through every junk mail piece. This is the only thing of legitimate questions from a listener <laughs> okay. we've got. <laughs> and it was hidden. And the email subject line was, Fright Zone? Okay. With three question marks. <laughs> this message comes from uh, a listener and... Uh, here we go. Hello. First time listening and calling. Uh, I mean, writing. First, I want to say the name of the podcast is great, but were you guys aware there was a haunted attraction in Omaha, Nebraska called the Fright Zone? No. It was around the late 90s, early O's. I think that means 2000s. Oh, yeah. Just has a special place in my heart. It makes me think of those times. The first episode I listened to was My Bloody Valentine. This movie also makes me think of a certain time that's fond. I thought you guys had a great discussion on the film and the different aspects of the 3D gimmick. In the episode, you also briefly discuss new metal. Mm-hmm. I'm not a defender of the genre. Uh oh. But someone's but question was a fucking hard button there. Yeah. But someone's question was, who was listening to that shit? Well, I was. <laughs> I was 12 in 1999, and it was a glorious year to discover music. Not all of us were lucky enough to be brought up on Maiden or Slayer. I didn't really listen to music before those new metal bands. They gave a young mind a direct connection to angst and feeling. Also, a whole generation got into heavy music because of them. 
Again, the music may be trash, but I have to at least give credit where it's due and speak up for those awful bands. I'm rambling. So I'll end with this and say your prayers, take your vitamins, and you will never go wrong. Jay. I have been told multiple times that uh, because of my age, that I was smart enough to not get duped by that bullshit. (laughs) 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 No one's ever said that. (laughs) But because of my age, like I was just a little past that. Yeah. So when it came out, um, but I have close friends that are just a couple of years younger than me that grew up in small towns and some of their first interactions with extreme music would have been like corn or limp biscuit or whatever <laughs> and it's just... also nobody needs to defend them they're doing okay no yeah they're fine <laughs> they're, except in davenport whole... i were fucking bill shooting up their tour bus last week here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. about that shit who's corn. corn oh no shit they were like in davenport or some shit and someone drove by and shot up their bus oh yeah damn. Eat that. that's how we smell corn in iowa it's with a c <laughs> <laughs> but uh do you have any other final thoughts for for Jay? Uh, no, I'm just ha- you know liking music rules. I'm glad you <laughs> I'm glad you like music. I don't care what kind of music it is. Thanks for listening, though, Jay, and thank you for sending us a message, uh, guys. Here's another message I wanted to read you from from, um, from the Fright Zone that was also uh, lost in the mail. I feel like this is gonna be bad. This one's called "I Promised." Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold, Hold on. on, no. <laughs> Do you know what this is? The subject is called I Promised? Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. Are you ready? I think so. Hi, this is Jenny. (laughs) I'm sending you my intimate photos as I promised. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a link, but I didn't click it. That's a junk mail. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe it's not. Maybe she promised. Oh, man. So I just wanted to share that one with you guys. What's that letter? And then we got an actual physical letter. Oh, shit. Nice. Oh, and, and uh, Hogan. Yeah. If we get any Fright Zone mail at the barbershop, it's... Yep. Yeah. You're talking about music. I remember the beginning of my high school experience being like a fever dream because I had just switched from Catholic school to public school. And so... Like, everything was just from one extreme to the next. So I was, like, listening to, like, the Dead Kennedys and the Buzzcocks, and then I was also listening to, like, Leonard Cohen, (laughs) you know? It's just, like, super up and down. I've been slowly opening Man, this Man, you open letters like a fucking animal. <laughs> you you open animals like a wild fucking razorback well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I usually use a letter opener. Your feet? Because... But, well, I mean, I do have pretty... <laughs> hey, you gonna get one of those maple bacon beers, Nate? No, I just had a real, Octo- a real pumpkin beer, though, and it was pretty good. Uh... Hams. Oh yeah, that's made you can with. Drink them in October. Yeah, that's made with pumpkin extract. Drink, uh, drink them when you like. This this one came from uh, Mr. Brian Fraser of Vancouver. That's in Mexico. Yes, the Mexican Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, the pieces episode was great. Keep it up. 
Have you done Rock and Roll Nightmare yet? I only recall Shock'em Dead and Black Roses. Anyway, here's some new stickers. Brian, how are witching? Oh, he's the nice fellow who sent us. Oh, sweet. That. So he's asking me back to stickers. Love to do Rock and Roll Nightmare. Nice. So let's let's take this. Let's take a look at these. Speaking of, if there's a can... movie you guys want to see us do. One of the things on our Patreon page that we didn't mention is if you do the highest tier, the Dark Lord Frazonian, you can pick out a movie. We'll do an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg, never yes. fucking do that again. <laughs> hey, there was an element of, I think, obvious cheese there. I love Rock and Roll Nightmare, but there'd definitely be some parts where it's like, and then the van was driving down the highway. <laughs> And it's still driving down the highway. That's okay, though. <laughs> I think this way had some of that shit was like, well, then they just like run around and whatever. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, hack o lantern. <laughs> nice. That's right. Yes. Oh, I know what that is. I don't I don't even need to look too close. Is that the same to... day we both saw him in something? Yeah. I saw him in Baywatch. Yeah, I saw High Pike in something. I can't recall. Oh, oh. I think that's a Tomb of the Living Dead there. Ouch. Got that. It's an undead Spanish zombie. We're just looking at all these tickets. Yeah, cool stuff. Thanks a lot for sending some stuff in. Feel free to send stuff in. Yes, feel free to send stuff in. We like Pop Rocks, (laughs) stickers, (laughs) beer, (laughs) and posters and movies. I don't know. Um... And we do, if you uh, are one of our Patreon, patron, official Frightzonians, um, if you gave our packages, uh, if you want to send us any goodies to that return address, do it. sad. They'll go to Beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop in Beautiful Des Moines, Iowa. And Hogan will make sure they make it to the Fright Zone studio and we can open them together like Christmas. Where we live and breathe. <laughs> Between episodes, this is where we usually just show Hogan down that hole you may have heard about. I've been living off of Biscoff cookies. Ever since we went to VHS Fest last year, yep. he, he's been obsessed with these Biscoff cookies. We've got on the airplane, the in-flight cookies. He keeps yeah. ordering packs of them. And yeah. them. Is that how you get them? You have to order them? He has to fly on a flight every time, <laughs> <laughs> and he steals he them from the stewardesses. At first, I was ordering them from Amazon, but then I found out you can buy them at Walgreens. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's funny. It's like eight locations you could buy them from. Yeah. At first, I was raking up a lot of frequent flyer miles, and then... <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Um, I don't really got anything else. Any of you guys got anything going on? No, just uh, support cool shit. Cool. That's a lot of cool shit support out there. That shit. What you got going on here, Hogan? You got a lot of bags of shit over here today. <laughs> you want to talk about any of this stuff you got going on? I don't have anything in there. I brought some yogurt covered pretzels. This looks like you, it looks like you like just got done like like robbing a bank or I something. I lost my fucking backpack. <laughs> This is his new backpack. Yeah. So just, brown just paper bag. Little treats. Is that money? That's like this fucking huge <laughs> wad of cash. Like you, you look like you robbed the bank. It's it like looks a like, tie from it's his... like this. Just our viewers can imagine this. It looks like a little bag you give. You bought one bar of soap at Bath and Body Works for your, for your girl or guy, whatever. And uh, the bag is just full of pop rocks, like a couple little packs of pop rocks. And like a fucking 
cartoonishly large roll of money. There's definitely a dead girl down the street whose hair is no longer tied. Look at this. <laughs> and has no money on her. Look at this, Nate. Yeah, I I'm, see I'm it. trying to make a big deal. I, it's just because I'm used to you having little gift bags. I was like, what the fuck is that? Just, I didn't want to leave it in my car. <laughs> That's a good idea. So this is what you use for a wallet then? You just walk around with this little... <laughs> was your wallet in your backpack? <laughs> I'll bring it in the dispensary yeah. bag. Uh, Hogan, can you hold this bag for me? <laughs> Well, it's also, there's a wad of money. Flip it around. It's better flipped around. There's a wad of money in a bag that has that on it. I wonder how he got the money. Are you a cop? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, shit. Well, uh, nothing else, I guess. Thanks for listening, as always. Um, tell your friends. Tell your mom. Unless your mom's not cool. Thanks for listening. And uh, tell your mom, mom. But I did already tell her. <laughs> 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 Stay spooky? Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> no one's ever yada yada yada. Come come. <laughs> <laughs>